listening to the Bloody Bits Horror Show with your host, Eddie Diaz. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me this week, as always every week, the co-host with the co-most, Tim Yobo. Hey everybody, it's me. Where's my song? You need a song. Somebody needs to make the, the, the Tim Yobo song. I'm the co-host with the co-most, but with no co-song. Well, I don't have a song. You got a sound effect. It's just the sound effect of an axe. I guess you need a, uh, a compost bin sound effect, Tim. Hmm, what would that sound? Oh, wait, you could take that, you could uh, drop some audio out of seed. <laughs> oh, Tim. That's a good joke. That's what I want. We're not hear. alone. And that counts as my joke. That's good. That's Tim's <laughs> joke. We're here, though, and we're not alone. Uh, joining us this week is Brody Black. Yes, you got it okay, right. Okay, you're not going to say anything else. I'm just, okay, yeah, no, that's me. Well, okay, Brody Black, famous for being a friend of the podcast. Uh, Long-time friend on... of the podcast. This podcast and Grindbin and Mustachio. Of course, of course, of course. Um, you, uh, I don't know, what else are you? I like to think of you as the uh, the hornet's nest of conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is a great description. Okay, I, I I gave a kidney to a stranger, and this is the best I get out of life. No, no, not in a bad way. You're you're like a good hornet's nest. I could bring up any subject, and my lord, do you have a story? I probably do. In fact, um, one of the better stories I have is at one point I was working two jobs to try and support my mother and I because we were super broke, and I got a mohawk because life sucked. So at least be yourself. Yes. And so. Um, my stupid job wouldn't let me have the mohawk. And so I showed up to work with a uh, wig, um, Phoenix, from X-Men. And my manager saw it, and he kept hitting on me. He'd never hit on me before. And so at some point, I got so fed up because I realized what was happening. I took off the wig, and I said, if you're so attracted to it, you can have it. And he took it, right? Uh, he looked horrified and walked away. <laughs> He's in the comic books. Yeah, if you can't be anything, be yourself. I mean, goddamn, when 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 life hands you lemons, you you just uh, uh, say fuck you, lemons. Hey, you're making a minimum wage. They should let you have whatever hair you want. No, you have to make when you make minimum wage, you can't wear the hair you want. When you make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year to start, you can wear whatever kind of hair you want. The wig was cheaper than the haircuts I'd have to get for the next six months. Well, that's because you're a woman. One of your haircuts, I could probably get away with getting six, and I would still have leftover nice tips. And it looked just as bad as I think it does. Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, I don't feel so bad. So, Brody, well, we've got to, you know... Get to know your Yobo. Wow, you did it. (laughs) You did get a song. Be careful what you wish for. God damn it. Yep. Well, you did get a, a song. Thank you very much to uh, What's-Her-Name for providing us with that jingle. Uh, yeah, what's her name? I don't remember. Brody, do you have a question for Tim Yobo, the co-host with the co-most? I really do, and you should be so careful about giving me questions, but I've decided to be nice. Thank you, because I think out of all the ones so far, you were the one that made me the most nervous. You should be. 
Um, what's the stupidest thing you've done in the classroom or on a school campus? And I'm not putting an age on this, so it could have been last year. I don't care. Uh, well, I'll tell you one of the stupidest things I ever did in school was I one time I wore too much jewelry in because I thought I was hot shit and I had a little Virgo necklace on I had a watch and I had a little ring on and the teacher called me up and asked me if it's, if I thought I was Sammy Davis Jr. That's a compliment. My response was I don't look anything like Sammy Davis Jr. And were you in blackface at the time? <laughs> no, that's why I said I don't look anything like if anything she looked closer to Sammy Davis Jr. than I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So that's it. You wore too much jewelry. That's, that's the stupidest thing well, you've done? Oh, well, no. There's tons of stupid things I've done, but that's the one that stands out the most because never stand out in Catholic school. You just get bashed right down. Oh, the nail God. that sticks up. That's right. Fuck Catholic school, man. Um, God, I don't... I think the funniest thing I ever did in, in school was I, I got in trouble for wearing lipstick. And they, they brought me into the principal's office because I was one of those cool goth kids. And they're like, yeah, you need to not wear lipstick. And I'm like, that's cool. Are you going to tell the girls that they're not allowed to wear lipstick, sir? And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell the girls they're not allowed. I said, okay, well, I know what the ACLU is. And I'm going to go get in touch with them. He's like, God damn it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the- up his desk drawer and he gives you two shades of lipstick more for you to take home. Oh, you nailed yeah. it. You really did. Uh, that wasn't stupid, though. The stupidest thing I ever probably did in school was throw a tater tot at Alfred. He was this kid who uh, uh, started going bald early, but it was probably because he was a bad person. He was <laughs> fucking an, an abysmal and insufferable human being. And I threw a tater tot at him, <laughs> which is just stupid, right? Uh, was it hot? And it, no, nah, not really. I mean, it was like lukewarm uh, uh, what you're being served in, in school. Uh, so definitely not hot. No, no. So it hit him. And uh, he he stood up from, from his, his seat and said, uh, don't do tater tots of me. He kind of talked like that. Oh, God. And, and uh, my buddy, Chris, said, uh, yeah, nobody threw a tater tot at you, Alfred. He said, I did. Somebody threw a tater tot at me. And then, uh, I don't remember why, but I just said, no, Alfred, the tater tot probably fell out of your nose. (laughs) (laughs) So so then Alfred said, uh, and and this is the line, and and, uh, for three people that that were in Longview, Washington, in middle school at R.A. Long, uh, they they could quote this to you, these three people. And that is, I don't think so. I saw you do that. Tater tot didn't fall out of my nose. Oh, honey. Oh, honey, sweetie baby. Oh, boy. So for the rest of the school year, he was tater tot? No, no. Well, I did my best to avoid him uh, after that. And and largely, I did my best to avoid him all year. He just was, um, he found a way of inserting himself into your life, let's say. Uh, if I could acquiesce, um, my most embarrassing and stupidest moment of uh, school was second grade. My teacher announced she was going to leave school and no longer work anymore because she was going to have a child. I got super sad and I said, you can't leave. And I peed myself. Oh, you did pee yourself? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh. 
That'll be it. Was hopefully it was at the end of the day that she let everybody know that, right? Not the beginning. No, it was the beginning. Oh boy! Jesus! Don't do that. I was it was second grade, and I'd done second grade twice. Also embarrassing. Um, but I just huh. I couldn't stand her leaving. <sighs> no, no, no! I'm saying for the teacher. Don't tell them at the beginning of the day. Yeah, you kind of want to do that towards the, because the rest of the day is going to be a bummer for everybody. And no one else cared. Yeah, eh, second grade, you still kind of have, kind of have like a favorite teacher, right? Obviously, you did. I mean, obviously, I did. She was pretty, and she had nice blonde hair like straw. Oh, so the next feature I think that we have here is uh, um, Tim. It's coming out this coming week. We we record these usually about a week to two weeks in advance, but uh, we did an episode of the podcast, the first episode of the of the month of uh, Body Horror with Faustus. And, I don't know, Tim, you've been on a number of these episodes, right? Yeah. So, you know that sometimes the tone is different depending upon the subject, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so you've got your nail gun massacre. Anything and goes. Then, yep, and then you've got your rabid, which, while anything goes, I'm never going to limit people. Sometimes the conversation gets a little more uh, heady, I guess, a little more... Well, we have Faustus on, so whatever it is, even I think he could make Nailgun Massacre a little bit more heady than we did. <laughs> That's very true, and I, I worry that this week with the movie we'll, we'll talk about in a moment, it it might be a little bit heady, it might be a little bit in the middle, but I think what we should do, everybody, is start it out with a little levity, right? So we've been self depreciating. That's a good place to start, but why don't we all tell a joke? <sighs> Who's going to go first? <laughs> Tim, you Everybody's sound like so you're, excited. <laughs> you're disappointed to tell a joke. I mean, isn't this uh, part of, of humor? This is what we do. We make people laugh. We're entertainers, Tim. I like to think so, and it makes me very happy to think that somebody out there gets some kind of enjoyment, however sick or perverse, from hearing my voice and what I want to say. But I'm not really a joke teller. I'm more like I respond more to something that like you or Brody are going to say, and then I'm going to throw a little comment in on it. But Ah, uh, okay. So I'll tell you for, for a fact, Tim, and I, I haven't shared any of this kind of stuff with you because why would I? Um, I get comments from, from people in, in private that say like specifically during kind of the time that we're in right now, it's a bummer. A lot of people are locked up and they're alone and having podcasts to listen to and and specifically ours, right? Uh, people, it, it helps them to feel like there's more of a sense of community and, and that they're part of something. If nothing else, at least friends having a conversation. And it's different voices in their head, the ones that they usually hear when we I mean, yours is a different voice. Yeah, so why do you got to shit on that and not tell a joke, Tim? <laughs> See? That's not, I, I don't do the, take my wife, please. That's such a great joke, too. It's the simplest joke, and it's... I think we talked about it before. It's like, what, a hundred fucking years old at this point, and people still talk about it and know it. It's four words, three setup words, one word for the punchline. It's it's amazing. Brody, do you have a joke? Okay, no, I, uh, my family best tells jokes by stories. It's the only way I've ever known how to tell jokes. So I'm going to go with that. Okay, so, so far, this segment's really going off. I don't want to tell yeah. a joke. <laughs> she has a story joke to tell. Uh. Oh, fuck you. It's a no, short no, no, story. No. I, I'm not making fun of the story joke. It's just, I think Eddie wanted us to do, uh, then once was a man from Nantucket. Now, that's a limerick. That's not a joke. Yeah, thank True. you. True, okay. 
Uh, okay, so my family has a cure to sadness, and the cure to sadness is making anyone you can laugh, laugh. And so I was having a really shitty day, and my mother basically said, why don't you make someone laugh? And I went, okay. So we decided to go to Wiener Schnitzel, and, and I decided to make the cashier laugh. And so mid-order, and I'm 14 years old, I put on a mustache, a Groucho Marx mustache mid-order, and I start, like, like put it on, put it on, like, remove my hands, and just go... So I want this. And I'm just like, this and this and this and this. And they're like, all beef, like kosher. And the guy's just trying so hard not to laugh, but eventually he just caves. And it is the best <laughs> feeling on the planet. That's also, that's like when you have that laughter that you're just trying to hold in because you know you're not supposed to laugh. He's trying oh, not yeah. to. He's on the shift. Like, this is, like, he wants to be serious here, but he can't. But on the other hand, he's got a 12-year-old kid in front of him with a fake mustache on. So it can't be like, Ugh. This customer expects me to be serious. Oh, I had this long hair. I was wearing a dress because it's not as funny if you're not wearing a dress. <laughs> you know, that's what Groucho really missed out on. I don't think he ever did dress humor. He really should have. That was more Harpo's thing, I think. Yeah, Harpo was more the physical humor guy. Groucho was more cerebral. Right? <laughs> All right, Tim. I, so I have two jokes then. I'll, I'll do one for you, Tim, and then I'll do my joke. Well, okay? I have a joke, but it's not exactly great. Oh, but God. go ahead. Let's hear your two jokes, no, no, and then I'll sit Come on. No, 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 no. Do your joke, then. <sighs> All right. Because you put me on the spot when you sent this to me. And, like, you know, it's like one of those things where you tell somebody, don't think about pink elephants. That's all you could think about. And you say, think of a joke. And I'm like, the fuck, I yeah. have a joke. Uh, so this is maybe one of the original first jokes I ever heard. And it was my grandmother telling it to my aunt. Oh, and good. it was a joke that I heard it. They both laughed. And it took me about like maybe four or five years before I started to understand the joke. And the joke is, what did the hat, what did the bra say to the hat? The bra say to the hat. I don't know what. You go ahead. I'll give these two a lift. <laughs> See, that's a good joke. <laughs> Set up punchline. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business time. All right. Fuck it. No, I think I think your profession's perfect for that, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. So I got two jokes. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you my favorite joke first, right? And then after that, I made up. I, I came up with a joke. Okay. I think that's hard to come up with a joke. So here's my here's my favorite joke first. So there's a penguin, right? And the penguin is driving an ice cream truck, and he's driving the ice cream truck through the desert, which is a bad place for a penguin, and for an ice cream truck, especially an ice cream truck that breaks down. And that's exactly what happened to the ice cream truck. You see, it broke down in the middle of the desert. And the penguin, well, he prefers a colder climate, right? So what he does is he, he uh, gets out of the truck, and he looks under the hood, and he doesn't know anything about fixing trucks. He's, he's a driver. He's not a fixer. So he goes to the back, and he grabs himself a big old quart of vanilla ice cream and he goes back into the cab of the truck he gets on the cb radio and he says uh breaker one nine i'm broke down out here in the middle of the desert i need a, a tow truck or a repairman to come on out and someone responds and then they say yeah they'll be right on out they're like you know 10 minutes out so the penguin takes the uh the vanilla ice cream and he opens the lid and he puts it on his head right and so now he's, he's feeling a lot cooler because he doesn't have air conditioning, right? He can't even turn the fucking truck on and it's hot. So he's feeling a lot better. But then the, the ice cream is melting down his head, right? And then yeah, just then the repairman, he comes out and he looks under the hood of the truck 
And he walks around to, to, to the cab and he knocks on the door and he climbs up on the, on the little like step you've got in front of the truck. And he says, well, sir, that's terrible that you, you broke down out here in the middle of nowhere, uh, Mr. Penguin. And it, uh, well, I got to tell you, it doesn't, it's not looking too good. And the penguin says, yeah, well, what's, what's going on? Guy wipes the, wipes the sweat off his brow. He looks into the, looks into the cab and says, well, it looks like you blew a seal. And he goes, no, that's just ice cream. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. It's just ice cream. <laughs> okay. So that's my favorite joke. But this is a joke that I made up. And you might have heard it, right? When but did I made you make this up. joke up? Did you just make this up now? Or this is like a joke that you've, you made up a long time ago and you just like to pull it out? I mean, like, he's pulling lots of stuff out. <laughs> I, think, I, think I, I think I heard it maybe, but maybe I'm not telling it right. So uh, you'll have to correct me, right? So a guy goes to a doctor, right? And he says, um, he says, doctor, I don't understand the purpose of life. He says, uh, well, I fail to find any meaning in it, and it seems like it's unnecessarily harsh and cruel. He says, I busy myself in work. I'm a, I'm a foreman at a construction site, and I'm also active in the local community as a uh, Democratic Party precinct captain, right? So he's an important man. He says, and I even have my own creative endeavors, but doctor, he says, hell, when I was a lad, my father, well, he was a drunkard, and he used to beat the shit out of me every day with a razor strop as I feel alone in a threatening world where the only things that lie ahead of me are vague and the things that follow me everywhere I go, well, you can't, you just can't outrun them, doctor. He says, I, I'm in a malaise and I'm depressed. And the doctor says, well, oh, oh no, hold on here, sir. That's it's not, not a big problem. You see, there's actually a real simple treatment of this is you need to spend a little time on yourself. He says, actually, there's a guy who's coming to town. His name is Patches the Clown. And he's in town, and he says, I think there's nary a soul that could endure old Patch's wacky hijinks without a smile. And then the man looks at the doctor, and he says with a heavy heart, well, I'm afraid that won't work. You see, I am Patch's the clown. And by the way, make out the bill to John Wayne Gacy. And do you know any young boys that want a construction job? <laughs> oh, man. For that's a, a good bit, joke, right? It sounded right? like you were doing a Norm Macdonald bit. No. <laughs> what? That's just no, your you're voice. thinking of the moth. You're thinking of the moth joke. Yes, I was like, hey, I got time to go to the bathroom, grab a beer, drink that beer, <laughs> wash my hands. Because the <laughs> light's in that on. Order. No, no, it's not. Well, if you want to talk about jokes that you made up when I was a, probably like maybe 13, 14 years old... I thought I invented a joke, and I don't know if anybody's ever heard it before, but, and you have to remind okay. how old I was when I made up this joke, but uh, what does my dick and shrubs have in common? What does your dick and shrubs have in common? I don't know. What? They're both around a yard. God. Just seriously? They're both around really? a yard. I, I was like <laughs> I was teenager boy, and what's the best thing in the world? A three-foot-long dick. Who's not going to say, who's not going to want that? I've sent people home for less. <laughs> Wait, for two and a half feet of dick, you've sent them home? <laughs> I have sent people home for less. Damn, show, size queen. No, no, no. Size queen wants that person to stay. I sent them home. I was like, look, I'm sorry. Not available. 
Of course you'd send them home for less. There's no room I mean, at the end. How many guys have you seen that had a fucking three-foot cock? Oh, no, no. I... <laughs> I'm saying oh, two and a half. Oh, here we go. Hornet's nest. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm the best worst. Okay. So, Brody. Hmm? It's body horror month. The first question I have for you is, what's body horror? So, I tend to operate within people's definitions. And here no. I accepted... Oh, come on. You know no, this no. Has... What, what's your definition of body horror? Body horror, to me, is... The defiance of your body against yourself. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And so the movie that you brought to me is Jennifer's Body. It is. 2009 horror movie starring Megan Fox as the titular Jennifer. But boy, boy, howdy, is she the hot talk of the town. You know what I'm saying? Could say that. Mm-hmm. And we've got... Amanda Seyfried as Needy. What a name. And she's the uh, she's kind of the she's all that ugly friend. You know what yeah, I, I mean? Yeah, I noticed and that right she... away. I was like, good luck with that. She's not ugly. But she, you know, whatever. Um, of course, it's uh, written by Diablo Cody, the writer of Juno and the United States of Tara. Both good works. And directed by Karen Kusama, the director of Eon Flux, which is wonderful. And The Invitation. I love that movie. The Invitation's wonderful. The Invitation is the one where it's like all set in a house and it's a dinner party? Yes. Yes. And oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And stuff happens. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. I could, I could talk. I could do an episode on that as well. So, Brody, why did you bring Jennifer's Body, though? It's coming back as an actually appreciated movie. Originally came out. It was critically panned. Everyone hated it. And everyone hated her acting in the movie. But Who's Megan Fox's? Megan Fox's. Okay. Um, but it's kind of on point, to be honest. Like she's nailed a specific type of person who is actually marginalized, despite being just as relevant as anyone else. Okay. And the other note that I have that that I would like to to address is um, both Diablo Cody and Karen Kusama came out and said that this is a deeply feminist movie. Would you agree in, in that? assertion i understand the execution of this and i i would agree that this was the attempt um there's definitely some really subversive ideas here where they talk about swapping gender norms and you'll see it several times throughout the film and they also cast women as the main deciders and they do point out the fact that they are largely unlistened to when they speak to people who are men okay okay I mean, I'm not saying it's a feminist masterpiece. It isn't. But I do understand that they're actually trying to display what it's like to exist as a woman and deal with some difficulties. It's imperfect, but it's still there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because we were, and I think we'll discuss where it succeeds and where it fails, right? Because I, I kind of agree with you. Um, yeah. And anyhow, um, before... Before we, we get into the rest of it, I don't know if there are any other notes that you that you had you wanted to kind of cover before we start breaking it down. Or... I grew up in a literature background, so I tend to go over thematics as opposed to people or eras or anything else. Uh, about the only thing that I'd like mentioning here is that the whole song Celebrity Skin is super emblematic of the movie and is the song that plays at the end. I, I agree with you. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of 
of Cole's music, let's say. But I don't know. I appreciate it now. I think I, I think as I've I've aged, I've learned to appreciate it more. I was a teenage girl. It really speaks to being a teenage girl. Um, because there's a line, uh, waiter actress, like it doesn't matter. And I completely understand that sentiment. People see you as a woman of a low stature and they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we can begin then. Where all great movies begin in the uh in the loony bin. Well that's not true. That's not well, an opening. Okay, okay. So where where does it open then? It opens outside of Jennifer's room and Needy is outside. Oh yes. It's one of those stupid movies that feels the need to start the movie later on in the movie, but somehow now. Because the line here, and this is what Needy says, and it's so perfect for the entire movie, is hell is a teenage girl. Yeah, you're god goddamn right there, huh? Not him. For everyone involved. <laughs> well you just wait. How old is your uh, daughter now, Eddie? Nope, we're not going to get into that. So, she's she's not allowed. <laughs> she's not allowed to be a run function. No, of course not. Um, yeah, no, no, that's that's true. It's a. Uh... So we start outside of her room. We see Needy standing outside of Jennifer's room, and then it suddenly cuts to the institution. Please take your lead. We're with our hero, hero, Needy, and she's talking about, "Hey, I'm I'm in the the this place." for people like me and um, you're probably wondering how i got here and and they do this interesting thing here where they they kind of uh zoom out from her and we see all of these cool little uh care packages yeah people who's sending her sending stuff well just people in general because she's a hero but why is she a hero you know what that's a good point because this point oh wait all right go ahead we'll get to that later on Brody, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, honestly, my only thought is that, first of all, she's done nothing that's heroic because no one acknowledges the actual passage of events. And also, these are gifts are the gifts for six-year-olds. I mean, mostly six because they're not actually safe as choking hazards because you could choke on these. Well, yeah, because it's like stuffed toys. It's like little ornament stuff st- type things, right? It's childish mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and she's got her, her wonderful little... um slippers that she puts on that look very warm and comforting those stupid bunny slippers they could go the to hell bunnies oh they're they're so good they got little bunny heads and bunny ears actually why you know what she... i think i might have an idea who it is that's sending her that stuff mm-hmm. okay. we'll get to it later on remind me because i know i'm going to forget it by the time we get to the end of the movie but it might, right. it might hey, be okay hey, when am i supposed to remind you about this thing that i do not understand yeah so tim <laughs> when we get to the end of the movie let us know who you think is sending her these things, okay? Okay. I'm gotcha. reminding you right now. I'll put it on okay. my notes. Gotcha. So next she, she starts talking about, hey, you know, um, I'm a kicker. And she spells it out because you don't know how to spell kicker. No, no, you, you have to. Because what, what she's good at doing is kicking things. And this Not your normal scene, thing that you get uh, put in a mental institution for. For kicking things, yeah. So... Now, this, this scene here, we, we've got this nurse walks up to her and says, Hey, I, I saw you had a toastum for, for breakfast, and that's not nearly enough energy for the day. I think you need some more complex carbohydrate. And then she just kicks this lady across a fucking table. <laughs> and she's like, not what? done, too. After that lady goes laying, no. laying on the ground, she walks up, fucking curses her out, and fucking hawks a loogie right on her. Yeah, and I'm like, what did this lady do? She was just trying to get you a complete breakfast. 
And to be fair, I've worked that job and that's literally what you're supposed to do when someone doesn't eat their mail because you have to record the fact they didn't eat their mail. Right, right. And then if they kick you across a table, then they're a hero, so they should get some slippers. Um, Thank God she wasn't eating a Pop-Tart. Or maybe she did pop that tart. <laughs> Before this, they talk about how she gets all these letters from people who say that they pray for her and hope that she accepts yeah. Jesus into her heart. And she says, nobody comes back and nobody gets off the cross. The sacrificial narrative will continue throughout the entire piece. You'll see her house covered with crucifixes. Yeah. And, and uh, she also says, I've said those words and nothing happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, uh, she gets in a nice little fight with everybody, and then they stuff her into uh, solitary, basically. It's the old padded room that you, you would imagine. And there's nothing in there but her and a speaker. And the speaker starts playing really bad music. Uh, is that music that comes back later on in the movie? It is. Okay, because I was like, I, it's, well, it's Muzak style, so I was like, oh, shit, I didn't yeah. recognize that. <laughs> and it's funny because this, this like, Having issues with music uh, going forward is going to be a big problem for our hero. So now we flash back to her growing up in a small town named Devil's Kettle. After she has the sentiment, I wasn't always this cracked. I used to be normal. Well, as normal as any girl under the influence of teenage hormones is. Which is not normal. Oh, no, it's not. I was not normal then. I'm much more, more normal now, deceptively. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. As a teenager, I was definitely not normal. And I, I think I'm starting to get closer to it. A little. That's because your estrogen's evening out. Yeah, I'm losing my estrogen. That's good. Well, everyone has testosterone and estrogen. It just kind of shifts closer to middle from both as you get older. That's why this commercial is for low T. Exactly. Eros and the Thamatos are balancing it. So... It's named after a cool waterfall that goes into a hole in the ground, and they have no fucking clue where this hole ends up. <laughs> I like how the scientist's big idea to find out what's at the bottom of the hole is to throw some bouncy balls into it and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, then if somebody just somewhere else reports like, hey, these fucking bouncy <laughs> balls came up in my bathtub. <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess we, we know Somewhere what's going in Australia, on. they're popping up in people's tubs. David could report this to us. Yeah, yeah. And already, though, now that we have moved um, to the, the protagonist's memory and, and her best recollection, the film we now are seeing through something called the female gaze. Stunning right? that. What? Stunning that. Yeah, yeah. Very disorientating. Because usually... <laughs> Yeah, because usually it's through the male gaze. And there's this lady, uh, Laura Mulvaney, that wrote this whole big essay back in 1973 called Narrative Cinema and Visual Pleasure that talks about how most films are filmed through the male gaze. Well, most movies are made by men, so what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it kind of points out to a patriarchal unconscious structure in film. Look at you. What? Look at you all educated. No, no. Andy does his I'm research. Not, no, no, no. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not smart. Okay? What I do is I see things and I don't understand them. 
and then I go find people who know things, and then I look at what they have to say about it. I know, but damn, people actually do work. Oh, that's smart in a way, right? No, 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 no. Anyhow, um, so we go over to, to Jennifer, Megan Fox, right? And goddamn, is she a fox, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And she's watching old uh, um, Tony Little doing a gazelle infomercial. You remember the gazelle? Uh, I didn't remember that it was called the gazelle, but I remember seeing that commercial and many, many like it. I think that was also about the time of uh, Tybo, right? Darling, I think you've gone back to the beginning of the movie and not to where we actually should be. What? What do you that's, mean? That's the beginning of the movie. You've gone back. Yeah, like, wait. You know what? Brody's right, because when we see Needy's looking in the oh, window, yeah, Jennifer you're right, you're is right. looking not so hot for Jennifer, and she's watching this infomercial. That's We're supposed true. to be the yearbook by now. We're at the yearbook? Wow. Where they're talking about... Uh, uh... Cheerleader, no, no, marching no, band nerd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we flash back to some happier times. They were friends. and the, We're like the... we used to be, just the pictures in our yearbook. Yeah, and then some other uh, girl calls him gay. That was weird. Uh, no, she doesn't say that. Do you know what she calls him, Brody? I do not ca- carry that. Lesbian gay. She I'm says to it's so lesbian gay. Cause, cause Jennifer's twirling that flag, and and Needy's waving at her, and Jennifer's waving back, and it's cute as fuck. Yeah, there's there's some. I mean, they're they're really good friends. Uh huh. Really good friends. As very good friends, Jennifer invites her very good friend to go see some super salty guys in a band. Well, uh, you're holding out, you're leaving out a part because the, they each have little cute nicknames for each other. They really do. Modest what was it, Mass and, and yeah, 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 Mass and Gill and Summer's Eve, right? And that... she says, "Sandbox, Sandbox love never dies." Oh yeah, because they're talking about they've been friends forever. One of them's the super hot, super cool flag girl, and the other one is a nerd because she has glasses. Glasses don't help you. I know. I don't know about that. No, you're well, someone's I'm... weird secret. <laughs> Hopefully, one of your classmates. Um. By the way, my first girlfriend, Jenny. I knew her and met her at fourteen. So that's why you picked this movie. I Jennifer's body was banging. Although she dumped me for a video game. I'm gonna stand by that. Which video what? game? EverQuest Two. Ooh. Ooh. Well. It was an MMO, so I'm accepting that. Well, which one of the two would you think she has to put less hours into? Actually, I think it was EverQuest 1. I think um, the thing was back then you didn't have to, you had to have dial-up, so she had to choose between my phone calls and, and the video game. Oh, my word. Did you ever have a fleeting moment in your head where you're like, I'm going to get into EverQuest just to spend more time with her? Oh, I absolutely did, but my family was very poor, and that was not very possible. That sucks. Yeah, Ever EverQuest two came along with a different partner. Okay, that helped. Yeah, that's gonna rack up your fucking phone bill playing on dial up. I laugh no fury like a woman scorned for Sony online interaction. <laughs> oh, the pain. So, yeah, like I said, Jennifer invites her friend to go meet some salty guys in a band called Low Shoulder. Well, I damn, hold on, slow down, Eddie. Slow your roll. Well, well, okay. Because okay, we got Needy on. up in the room with her boyfriend. This is where we get introduced to Chip, We're not right? there yet. What? No, 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 no. Right. We're not Hurry there. up, Eddie. Come on. 
No, we're at the locker still. Yeah, we're you at the slow locker. Your roll. Oh shit, that's I'm okay. Down too. All right, all right. So uh, Needy says, "Hey, we we uh, I don't know, I don't know about that. I don't know if we're gonna go meet these guys, but they're they're very salty, which we learn salty means beautiful. So there are some beautiful guys, right? And what we've established is these girls are from a very small town, and they're going to what 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 they I believe Jennifer says it's like a club, but but then we we later learn nah, not really. It's a bingo now that serves alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's like the VFW. So so now Tim, like you said, we go to Needy hanging out with her boyfriend Chip, and Chip has wonderful hair. Oh, this fucking Does helmet. He? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Are you really going to make our Australian listeners feel bad? Yes, I will. I'm fine with that. Dave, Why? That's an Australian haircut? Deal with that. They have weird shaggy haircuts and they don't like to trim the back of their necks and they can fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> you would think with all those knives down there that they have, they would be able to shave the back of their necks. I'd hope so. so. Brody, you have some real issues with Chip here. Okay. It's more that Chip is super oblivious. Because his girl dumped him to go <laughs> hang out with her girl. Okay. Here's... And it seems to happen quite often because he actually has a line about it. Oh, he has several lines about it. Full stop here. If my girl is getting all dolled up, right? And she's like, well, I can't show my boobs off because boobs are Jennifer's move. So I've got to show off my butt or my midriff or whatever. Right. Well, so far, the time that we've seen Jennifer, she's showing off a midriff more than she's showing off her boobs, isn't she? Right, but there's a little bit of dialogue from Needy about this. Absolutely, because Jennifer says wear something cute, and cute means something very specific when Jennifer says it. It means that tits are her signature, so you need to show something that's not tits. And you can't outshine me. Hey, hey, I've done this. This is a thing? Yeah, this is a thing. Oh, yeah, come on. I'm a guy, and I know that, Eddie. Yeah, I'm look. I'm the butcher one in my relationships, so you have to bear with me. Um, I have to take whatever my femme counterparts offer me. See, I've always just had to like rely on my personality. So it, I, oh, I don't that know. thing again! Stop bragging about having a personality. No, 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 no. It's not good. That just means you like, have let no me game. Tell you, it, it's it's like doing backflips, buddy. It's not easy. <laughs> so, I mean, the you amount of times I go. No, I don't. No. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> the, the, the amount of time I have to lie uh, j- just to pass as normal is crazy. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we're, we're in this weird situation where her man is just like, that's cool. Go out to the bar with your, your high school friend because we're all in high school. Let's remember that. Put a pin in that. And uh, you guys have fun. I'm going to go, I don't know, watch Cheers or something. Wait, did you miss it? Did you miss what happened there? When he's, well, after he's resigned to the fact that she's going to go hang out with her beautiful girlfriend, he goes to unbuckle his pants. He's expecting a hand job or a blow job before she leaves. Because she's well, yeah. touching him. Well, she's, yeah, she's initiating. Yeah, because once again, you'll watch the women be the dominance here. They will actually lead most things. Yes. Yes. And then... Almost psychically, you would say, she knows Jennifer's there. And Chip even mentions it. He's like, hey, what? how the fuck? That's creepy. 
How'd you know she, that Jennifer was here? That's creepy. I'm sure that'll come up later and we'll explain it, but we don't. Anyhow, so, so they get into this weird conflict downstairs where, of course, Jennifer is there. And Chip and Jennifer, like, they, they, they don't really like each other very much. Yeah, no, they're going at it. Like how it would normally be if the guy's upstairs with his girlfriend and the guy's buddy comes along to hang out with the buddy and leave your girlfriend here. We're going out drinking with the boys. Oh, this is it. This is her and her side piece. And the language that she uses. Oh, my God. Smells like Thai food. Have you been fucking? <laughs> she's not impressed, though, but she understands that she's in control here. Oh, yeah, she's walking. She's definitely she's got uh, everything under her thumb. Oh, yeah, so much so that she actually physically dominates Needy, where they get this fun little playful shoving match that Jen throws a little extra stink behind. That's maybe inappropriate, maybe a little extra push that, that's uh, a little harder than it should be. Uh, Needy has a look on her face like it's uh, a little bit unexpected, that hard of a shove. But she's not angry. Nope. Because whatever Jennifer likes, it's okay because she likes the same thing too. So that's why she's not doing everything that Jennifer tells her to do. She wants to do everything that Jennifer tells her to do. Well, she told Chip we have so much in common. No, what they have in common is their choice to share a life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So... Yeah, then uh, Jennifer lets us know exactly how hot and cool she is because we're going to be going to the uh, the bar to go see Low Median. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, sorry, Low Shoulder. Great name for the band, by the way. And we, we go up there, we're introduced to Roman, uh, who's Jennifer's ex, or current, or plaything, or nebulous we don't really get into it he's kind of a a meathead moron who's trying to be a cop played by chris pratt because he he deserves to be this asshole this is the asshole i want chris pratt to be he's good at it oh he that's who that's who he is yeah and then he also throws out a uh uh we we get a cool fun gay slur in this scene so that's good yeah but he's a piece of shit so you know uh yes I don't condone using that word or terminology like that, but he would definitely be one of the motherfuckers who would be throwing that word all over the place. Well, and this is a thing that I get into with a lot of movies is when they chastise an actor for for doing something like this, but meanwhile the character that they're portraying is a piece of shit. Like, that's what a piece of shit would say. I agree. That's fine and that's accurate. And um, if anyone doesn't know, I'm a super queer... um, pansexual cisgender woman so i'm actually talking here as a you know queer voice (laughs) yeah i i didn't like really feel the need to necessarily point it out up front but totally like i don't know i i'm i it's relevant my i actually have experience here like it's meaningful yeah it's like if somebody if we came in here and we were talking about being in a street gang in brooklyn then you would go to Tim, right? Oh, yeah, who's from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> or is it Long Island? Oh, my God, is it Long Island? I feel so bad. Well, back in the day, my gang Death Force, we ruled all <laughs> five boroughs. So it doesn't matter if you say Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island. I'm, I was controlling it. That's a very good answer, Tim. So, no, 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 that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, we, we've actually got, yeah, 
as the the straight white guy, I have not a lot of room to talk. But I'm I'm here to try. I'm here to try to meet people halfway. So uh, yeah, thank you for for pointing that out. People forget. I actually talked to a lot of my queer friends before I filmed this, asking them what their favorite horror movies were and what their opinions on it were and how they thought it uh, actually reflected their identities. So it was a actually a, a laborious process getting here. Yeah, the, and this is something that, like like you've said, has kind of had a resurgence, right? In in the little bit of research that I've done specifically to this movie, um, it, it's it's interesting because because people kind of disparaged Megan fox for a while but i think that was also the industry was kind of shitting on her because she took down one of their uh uh well she she kind of shit all over mr transformers michael bay and he deserved it and deservedly also, yeah. yeah and not only that but she's a good actress but if you put her in the fucking transformers what the hell do you expect her to do where you got a guy who's like i want you to bend over a motorcycle while the camera zooms into your ass uh, again you're sexualizing she... somebody yeah. from the age of 15 she like, dealt with a lot of shit, and while she's a controversial bisexual, she's actually still legitimately one of us. And to deny her is to deny one of our own. You don't have to love all of the people that belong to the LGBTQIA, but you still have to acknowledge them. Yeah, and allow people their agency. Like, exactly. people are allowed to make mistakes. She said, she said stupid things like, I don't think that I'd sleep with a bisexual woman because they might have diseases. And the thing is, that was something she said... Like, 10 years ago, we can't really still hold that against her. Yeah, it, it's take things with context and, and and understand that we're all fallible. Like, none exactly. of us are perfect. Yeah. Like, she's still growing, and she's still growing. And she's actually kind of an incredible person the more you get to know her. I, it's a surprise Yeah, to maybe me. if somebody has a track record of saying that repeatedly at 10 years ago, and then she said something very similar to it six years ago, and then she said repeated it three years ago, then you can jump on a case, but everybody should be allowed to say one stupid thing. And she hasn't said it since. Yep. So we get to this cool band. <laughs> when I saw this band, I was like, you know, can I get the soundtrack? I hope they're on it. In fact, I'll probably end this episode with their wonderful song. Please uh, don't. Which rendition? No. I want the mental hospital rendition. No, the original rendition. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> It, you, know, you know what? It is the perfect sounding song for what this band is supposed to be. Well, okay. And a band that would, that something like this would happen to. It's a perfect song. And what this band is also is interesting. We'll, we'll get to that. So so Jennifer hits on their lead singer, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all right. I have a question. I'm sorry. It's almost like as soon as she sees him, she's almost like hypnotized. Yes. And so, I can understand so, she's a small town girl and he's the big city rocker coming in. But I mean, it's almost literally like she's under a fucking spell. Sweet Pea, she's plain dumb. I have the hottest friend ever and I'm the unattractive friend. Um, and she just pretends to be super dumb. Oh, no, no. I know she's pretending to be dumb with, oh, I like the way you play your musical thingy. Ha, 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 ha. All that. But it's like even before they see her, when as well, soon as Chris Pratt is hitting on her and she goes, oh, there's the band, it's like, bang, she's hypnotized. Okay, so she is hypnotized. So, okay, I guess we should get into it. She she intimates that the, the band is from the city, they are from the country, right? So a little bit of it is there's kind of this groupie, because she says we're about to go be two groupies, 
groupy thing of, and it's terrible, but it is true, attaching yourself to power to gain power, right? Yes, that's and that is that's normal for being a woman. I know men don't like it, but that's just human for us. No, no, I'm I'm just trying to not be insulting to to women. Like it it fucking sucks. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Like it's terrible. Um, and I think that there's a uh, little well, bit. Hold of... on, I think men do that too. <clears throat> Lindsey Graham, <clears throat> Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that that's a little bit of a different dynamic. And and Jennifer literally says, uh, like, look, how are we? What are we going to do? How are we going to get what we want? We have tits, smart and our tits bombs. are smart bombs. You okay, point I have them a in quote the for direct. this. Okay, do go you ahead. want me to get the quote? Yes, please, because it's it's, <laughs> it's a brilliant they, part. Oh no, and I it actually this. is. Yeah, they're just boys, morsels. We have all the power. These things. She grabs Needy's breasts. These things are smart bombs. Point them in the right direction and shit gets real. And it is so true, especially at that age. There's no match for a teenage boy. It, it's a power, right? And it's also a weakness. It's, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this scene, specifically. Uh, and as a man, I feel like I can freely talk about it. <laughs> of course um, you do. I mean, it's is, is it not true? It is no, it is. I joke. I joke. Yeah, I know. I know. It's I'm... funny. All right, look. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Tits and, are and smart maybe... bombs, no matter what. Yeah, up front, but then they become something that can jeopardize your entire fucking life and situation if you say, I don't know, want to go midnight jogging. You know, <laughs> like true. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a power, but it's also a hindrance, right? But Jennifer, she's young. She sees it as a power. She says, look, we're going to point him in this direction. We're going to get what we want out of it. Goes up there, talks to the lead singer, says, hey, uh, mind if I buy you a drink? Which is an interesting move, right? This is, uh, there's going to be a lot of gender flipping here. You're going to see this is mark number one. This is a very good gender flipping. Because then she leaves and... <laughs> and her friend's like, well, how the fuck are you going to get the drink? She's like, oh, I'm just going to go uh, uh, show the bartender my boobs. Okay, she says play Hello Titty, so please give this stupid pun. Okay. It's acknowledgement. Hello Titty, yes, that's that's true. And the drinks that she's going to get are 9-11-inspired shooters. They're red, white, and blue, but you got to drink them faster. They turn brown. Mm-hmm. How do you make that drink? How did you get? How did she have that white layer in between? Okay, I would say it's on. probably grenadine. With the white layer is probably I would say, I hope not, but Irish cream, and then the top layer is blue curacao. That's and probably it. If you drank that, that sounds fucking horrific. I know cement mixer, and honestly, that's not too different. Yeah, cement mixer is just vodka and Irish cream, right? I know. It's mean, isn't it? On club soda, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, terrible. So she goes and she gets some uh, 9-11 shooters served by the bartender who is Diablo Cody. I didn't notice that. Yep, yep. And so does that does that mean I that I saw Jennifer... Chris Pratt was at the bar, and I figured Chris, she got Chris Pratt to buy her the beer, buy her the uh, Okay, the she drinks. said hello. Honey, she said hello, Teddy. That means you show your tits, not that you get a man to do it for you. Yeah, but if the bartender behind the bar is a female, you don't have as much of a chance of that working as you do if it's a guy bartender. So I Unless think she got know... Chris Pratt to buy the drinks for her. 
Unless you know the bartender. Mm-hmm. Maybe Diablo Cody's uh, uh, a little more fluid than you there, Tim. I spent $75 on women this year. Yeah? Yeah. Easily. So while she's out getting these drinks, the band are talking about Jennifer and how they think she's a virgin because she's just some, what's the term for her? Like butter-churning festival Butter festival queen, something like that? Yeah. You're correct, yes. Just terrible. Just, just, just making bad assumptions about a small-town girl, which then Needy overhears while she's How? playing pinball. She's well, magic. Don't question it. Okay. Right. So this is this is another instance of Needy maybe being magic. I don't know. Okay, I can explain the magicness later, but this one I cannot. Okay, good. So she walks up to them and says, yeah, she is a virgin. And by the way, she's too good for a bunch of pieces of shit like you. Uh, fuck off. Which is good. Good friend, right? They're terrible fuckers. That's something definitely that a girl would do for her other friend. Nothing a guy would do. Because virginity is supposed to be valued here as opposed to not virginity, which is stupid, but that's how it is then. Well, because we're going off of the trope of the male gaze, which is you have the Madonna whore complex. Exactly. Right. And and which we're going to turn on its fucking head immediately. But anyhow, so she lies, says, yeah, she's a virgin. And walks back and tells Jennifer, look, you don't want to hang out with these guys. And Jennifer's like, oh, my, my shooters, the Tower One's not as tall. <laughs> I love that. His that is full. <laughs> Such gallows humor. Oh, God. I guess it's soon enough. Just her pouting. I love their pouting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, you don't want to fuck around with this band. They're terrible people. By the way, I told them you were a virgin. She's like, what the fuck are you? I'm not even a backdoor virgin, thanks to Roman. I had to sit on a bag of frozen peas. That shit hurts. Well, no, hold on, because she had to miss... <laughs> I think what the best part of that whole fucking little monologue there is that she says before she has to sit on the bag of peas, uh, she misses going to the flags. And I'm only oh, assuming yeah. that she's talking about six flags and because that's not going to be a comfortable ride on the roller coaster. Yeah. That is it, sir, yes. But what a fucking line, sitting on fucking frozen peas. Well, look, man, I mean, if you're an athlete, sometimes you get a shoulder injury, you fuck up your rotator cuff, you got to sit out a few days. It happens. But you get back in the game. Then the next note I have is, fuck, this band sucks. It does. Uh, <laughs> but again, I think this... that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So we have our ladies, though, and they're, they're hanging out, best friends, just watching the band. And I think this is what you're more talking about, Tim, where Jennifer is kind of entranced by the music. Right. Well, yeah, because uh, at one point uh, Jennifer reaches over and she's holding Needy's hand. Yeah, and Needy's looking over at Jennifer as Jennifer's just like, like I said, she's just like hypnotized, laser focusing on the band, Mm -hmm. and Needy's the one who pulls her hand away first. It looks like because she's not looking at her, and that's all she wants. And maybe because she's discovering this is a little bit of a shift of her friend, a little bit different than banging uh, the the cadet in the backyard. You're not wrong. I think, honestly, she's just captivating the moment. And the fact that she's not the center of the moment is a huge issue here. Yeah, it's almost like needy's needy. So I mean, yes. All of a sudden, the bar starts just fucking going up in flames. And it and it's great how they do it, too, because it just starts, like, behind an amp. And it kind of climbs well, up it starts, curtain. yeah, Needy looks over at it, and she sees the fire, and she's like, watches it go up. And then I think it's the bartender who notices it first. By that time, it's too fucking late. 
Yep. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't a great white concert. What's going on here? Oh, boy. Uh, hey, soon. they had did a 9-11 fucking joke, Tim. <laughs> I fuck with they great did. white, and all of a sudden, I'm the monster. All right, well, whatever. Uh, but meanwhile, like, the place is burning down, and shit's falling around her, and Jennifer is still kind of in this trance. Yeah, the place you know? is literally fucking falling to pieces. People are running all over the place, getting things thrown all fire set on them, and she's still standing at the band, uh, the band that's not even there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and finally, But Needy's there to save her. Yep, Needy bails her out, snaps her too, and says, look, all these idiots are trampling each other trying to get out the front door. Let's go back into the gross bathroom with the sticker toilet, and we'll climb out the window. And at this point, she grabs her hand again, which I really want to point out. Yes. Yes, she drags her along. Hey, hey, holding hands is not necessary to getting out. No, it isn't. You could just uh, shove her, like, hey, stupid, and slap her in the face. <laughs> Come on, get up, you know. But no, grabs her hand and, and drags her to the bathroom. They uh, they pop out and like it's fucking bedlam. It's crazy. People are trampling each other. A dude runs out on fire. Like that was pretty cool. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's really it's a great scene how they did it. I love violence and this is great. I love and violence. And it comes out the, of nowhere too. Yeah, I love violence when it's very graphic. And man, this is. So they get out, but then Jennifer is still like almost catatonic. Dazed, yeah. Dazed, yeah. Almost like she's still in a trance, but maybe the trance is for a different reason. Maybe it's because uh, there was some stressful shit going on. But that's okay, because we find a lead singer of the band. Who has a glass of scotch on his person, which needs to be mentioned. (laughs) I I saw that too, Brody, and I'm like... How the fuck did he get out of the club right. with the fucking scotch in to, his hand? To say a glass of scotch is is understating it. This man has a tumbler full of scotch. It's a, look, a tumbler is the actually oversized. This is actually appropriate glass. Yeah, but like a tumbler the, would be too big. Okay, but that glass should only have two fingers of scotch in it. This has got a Agreed. fist. Agreed. Well, how it's about that? You shouldn't be able to take like six gulps before you need to refill again, right? I understand, yes. but it's still the size of the glass stays the size of the glass, yeah. regardless of the amount in the glass. Okay, so what you're more... saying is not the size of the glass that matters. I fucking hate you. You could die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's like, hey, yeah, this uh, kind of sucks, and. Uh, yeah, we're all panicking here. We should go someplace more comfortable, like my van. Slick move. Smooth. Okay. Never trust him with a van, especially Charlie. Fuck you, Charlie. Yeah. Don't <laughs> trust Charlie. Don't trust anybody with a van, especially one that's like, hey, your friend's clearly in shock. Have a drink. By the way, let me tip the glass up for you. <laughs> I don't know. So you can... know what? Charlie might be on to something, because if you can pick up a woman and she'll get into your van... She's maybe down for anything, right? For a night, but not longer. Honestly, I, I once got involved with a guy who, after a club, decided to introduce me to his mother's minivan he inherited. Okay, Hornet's Nest. Still, uh, look, I'm awful. Forgive me. No, no, no. Fair, not he... awful. Not awful. You have lived a life. Yeah. I have. The only, like, He had a friend with him. I brought my friend, so I wasn't stupid. And he offered me jalapeno bread. Yeah, and if you Arizona. were going to die, your friend was coming with you. 
Exactly. Food. I'm not going to die alone. Um, there was jalapeno bread and there was Arizona green iced tea and no one died. And I dated him for three and a half years. So I did okay. That's wonderful. Jalapeno Thank bread's you. good too. So I support all of these things. And no in, one died. In fact, even all from of a the sudden, Arizona iced tea. Uh, look, like he. Porn syrup. He wanted to sound like he wasn't rich and then just decided to slum it. Yeah. And speaking of being hungry, all of a sudden, uh, Needy's real hungry. She's like, look, man, instead of getting into Band Dude's van, why don't we go get some super nachos with extra badger sauce? This is a nice invention, but I'll accept it. It's a badger sauce. It could be something that's like a secret sauce to that town. Yes. It's a weird time to be hungry. But uh, I guess, I don't know, if you're trying to bail your friend out. I think she's just trying to out. bail her friend out and trying to give her an excuse and hopefully. She wants her friend not to get in the fucking van. You don't get into a van with a stranger unless you want to be raped and left on the side of a, a road. No, well, well, hold on, dead. Brody. Not just a stranger. Their whole fucking rest of the band, after the lead singer with the scotch in his hand, just knocked your friend on her ass on the ground. Yeah. No, I'm aware. Not uh, well. I think what it is is that Jennifer is just not in the mood for nachos and badger sauce. I think she wants some salty sauce. You're badger a sauce sounds like it's salty. <laughs> this is how you die. You think badger this... sauce is mild? It's got to be salty. So needy just goes home. Well, no, hold on. <laughs> there is She's a not... great fucking shot of when Jennifer gets thrown in, basically thrown into the van, and she's sitting there. And the camera, the way it's fucking zooming in, and the look on her face, and Needy's just looking at her, is almost like the scene from Mystic River when uh, they're driving away with Tim Robbins mm, in the back of the police yeah. car. It's like she yeah. knows, it looks like they, either she's never going to see her friend again, or when she does, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. If I could give a queer interjection, um, well, the great thing about queer relationships is that you don't actually get to have a say on the other person, that the other person has to either accept your terms or deny them. And if they deny them, there's nothing you can do. Um, that's kind of the heart of queer relationships. Okay. And so here she's looking at her friend with whom she's offered, like, please don't leave. I'd like you not to leave. And her friend goes, I'm going to. There's nothing yeah. you can do. But I don't know. Is that just strictly because Needy has a boyfriend? Uh, so Needy it's okay for <laughs> Needy to do it, but Jennifer can't do it. And I think at any point, I, as a guy... I had one of my friends, he didn't get into a van with a bunch of guys, but we were out hanging out together. He hooked up with a chick and he just took off with her and left me standing there. Yes. Did you, do you stop him? No, because I'm a guy. I didn't, that's my, that's go. my point though. <laughs> ding, 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 that, ding, 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 ding. That's my point though, is my, like, my girl says like, hey, this is where I want to go. I can't say shit except for, I don't want you to, please don't. And she goes, I'm going to. And I, at which point I go, oh, I guess that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. The best part of it is when the uh, creepy lead singer guy gives her like a shrug, like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Guess yep. she's with us tonight. Guess you lost. See you lo that's exactly what that is, is you lost. Yeah. So yeah, Needy goes home and she calls Chip. Good old reliable Chip. Because he's the one that's left when no one else is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's going to wait at home by himself. While his girlfriend is out with her girlfriend. My problem with this is she has a car, I guess, right? If she's Does worried, she? if... Okay, how did she get home? I don't know. I don't know either. But 
her whole thing is like, we need to call the police, maybe. No, we she doesn't have a car look. because Jennifer shows up and says she has the car all night. Yeah, but yeah. Later and she's twirling we'll, the keys. But later we'll see that Needy does. Well, it's her mom's key. So, no, wait. Yeah. You're right. No, Jennifer no, no, no. got in the van, so Needy took Jennifer's car home. No, Eddie's right. There is a car that her mother owns that she does once borrow. So yeah. Eddie's correct here. So, yes, but my, my point is like, oh man, my, my friend's driving away in a van and, and possibly abducted. I guess I should go home and call my fucking boyfriend instead of following the van or calling the cops or whatever. Yeah, a good point on following the van. Uh, again, I don't know. Would you call the cops right away? Do you want to get her in trouble? You kind of want to hope that it's not something that's bad? Well, that's what she was telling Chip. It's like, maybe we should call the cops, or I don't know, I'm scared. She wants to find affirmation. The thing is, she has ideas here, but she's scared to have them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's needy. She needs somebody else to tell her what to do. Uh, but uh, but when Chip asks her to describe the vehicle, she says, I don't know, an 89 rapist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and right away, he knew it was a van. Well, because she says it's a van with the windows painted black, which, oh man, that's not a good sign. At least it has windows. That's okay, though. So she just goes back to sleep, and uh, someone... Well, he asks her, too. He says, where's your mom? And this is the first time we hear Needy say she's her yeah. mom is working the swing shift. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think we ever see her mom in this entire movie, do we? We see her a couple times. No, we do. actually can cite them um, because it's actually really weirdly plot relevant. And it's also a very interesting actor, Tim, that I'm surprised you didn't recognize. Holy shit. Oh, you know. All right. Sorry. All right. Okay. I'll put the beer down. No problem. One of my favorite actresses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It should be that. I went on several lesbian dates with that particular actress. Hold on. Because you, at you the pit I used to work at, actress. she used to come in every once in a while. Holy shit. Really? Bro. Yes. Fuck. I, I went on do. several first dates because of her. Nice. Look oh. at that connection. How about that? Six degrees of Jerry Blank. <laughs> so we hear a knock on the door, maybe, or something. Just Needy, noise. Needy goes down to the door and opens it up, and there's no one there. She's still on the phone, though. Like, I don't know if we should call the cops or whatever. I don't know. I guess I'll hang the phone up. See ya. Because I guess it's all good. Whatever, he doesn't care about Jennifer. When she says, I'm worried about Jennifer, he goes, whatever, people died. Hey, fuck he her. doesn't care that she's in a fucking van, so honestly, go fuck him. Well, yeah. he does ask about, he seems pretty much concerned, like, how will you, I don't care about Jennifer oh, and everything like course. that. of course. No, and... he cares about her, because he's fucking her. No, he's not. Not yet. Yes, he is. Something's oh, right, right, right. I'm going to go get more. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but not enough to, to drive over there and make sure she's okay. Oh, no, he won't. He doesn't fucking care that much. Yeah. And I've had exceptional it. stories. At, like, 16, my boyfriend's father died. And let me tell you, I was there, as like, immediately. Yeah. That's... Like, I didn't wait. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's, uh, your partner... Hornet's nest, I know. ...having that issue. That's rough. Um, so then all of a sudden, it, uh, uh, chips, yeah, off the phone and, and we're just wandering through the house looking for who or whatever it is. And what we settle on that's, that's, and it's kind of a cool, like I might be being stalked scene, you know, it, it's fairly well shot. 
what I we think everything on, in this movie is well shot. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what we settle on though is that it's because the uh, the sink is dripping. So she turns yeah, sure, sink off, of course. You know, because that's a lady's job is to make sure that everything in the house is in order and the sink's not running. I love you, but I'll stab you. <laughs> no, I think that's probably like. We'll get into it later, but I think that's actually Needy's role in this, is that she is society's projected image of what a woman should be initially. But uh, yeah, because uh, pretty soon we're going to see her doing some cleaning up in the kitchen. I, yes. No, I want to argue with you. Needy is what women are supposed to be, and Jennifer is what women tend to actually be. We'll, we'll get to it. I promise you. I'm not dismissing you. We, I promise you we'll get to it. So, turns the sink off, and then, holy shit, who's there? It's Jennifer, and Jennifer's not looking too good. She she looks like somebody just beat the shit out of her. She's dripping blood, and she's uh, got a smile, though. She's, like, happy about it. And when she smiles, we see her teeth are red with with blood. And, uh, well, Needy's concerned, clearly. Like, are, are you okay? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And Jen just kind of, like, goes over to the fridge and opens it up and Whips out a whole rotisserie chicken, which uh, Needy's like, hey, my mom got that from Boston Market. That's like, we're not supposed to eat it. Hey, look, my mom's working swing shifts just so we can have that chicken from Boston Market. That was fancy. My my, my girlfriend Jenny got that like by her mom, and that was fucking meaningful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jen, she's not even like enjoying it. She's just like ripping it apart and stuffing it down her gullet, and she kind of chokes on it for a second. And you know what it reminded me of, Tim? And a lot of things in this movie reminded me of is Rabid. Uh, I could see that, yes. Remember when the guy that tried to uh, uh, rape the, the antagonist slash protagonist of Rabid went to the barbecue place? He just but grabbed that chicken and just... just but that, that wasn't chicken. a Boston chicken market. Was that maybe the for, first Boston no, a... chicken market in Canada? Could be, yeah. Boston, Canada. <laughs> so she chokes on this. The, she chokes on the chicken and uh, vomits up a bunch of CGI or Hershey's syrup onto the floor. Uh, yeah, and, it kind of looks almost like uh, she's getting ready to throw up spawn. Yeah. Oh, and it's the way she acts it out is very good. CGI is not. Um, but she does a very, very, Megan Fox does a great job in this scene specifically i think because then yeah, she, she finds... looks really really spooky and scary in this scene oh yeah actually a shout out to megan fox who's an introspective thoughtful human being who's actually good at her job like i never thought i'd be a fan of hers but honestly every time i read about her i get why she's meaningful she actually yeah. cares about things and when she was angry at her husband she just put nietzsche on the walls in spray paint <laughs> Nice. I kind of get it. That'll get your point across. I get it. I, mean, I get it. Yeah, no, that's that's a legitimate complaints. Yeah, legit. But Megan Fox, she thinks it's funny that she threw up on the floor in here, which is weird. And I think it's a great scene, and I think it's just again, it's something that just drives home their friendship, because after seeing all that, Needy goes right over to her. She's right in her face. She's mm-hmm. not repulsed. She's not running away. She's not backing mm-hmm. up at anything at all at this point checks her pulse and she freaks out like what the fuck and i think at this point my note is oh i guess jennifer's dead I guess. yeah but i mean it's not friendship is it 
No, because Jennifer starts getting a little handsy and then asks Needy if she's scared. And then she starts getting a little violently handsy with Needy. Starts tossing her around, like slams her against the wall again. Maybe kind of yeah, a call again, back the to the original. Time. Yep, yep. But she's not scared of her. Why would she be scared of the only person she trusts? Yeah, yeah. Why would she? I don't know. Maybe if she became a monster, it'd be a good... No one sees that coming. No, that's true. Especially She's the a... person who's involved. Of course. All her friends are going to be telling her, hey, Jennifer's a monster. Stay away from her. But she's not going to see it until it's too late. Welcome well, to lesbian dating. She's too needy. <laughs> uh, so now we, we cut back for just a second to the bar where we see that it's burnt down. There's nothing left but ashes and a handbag. And now we're in biology class. And... The girls are all gossiping about Needy and Jennifer and how they had to fight their way out of the bar with a machete. <laughs> again, a nice little touch because, again, it's just post office how that story or how, how horrible and horrific it already is, there would still be a need to exaggerate the fucking hell out of it. Yeah, is it, it post office because you say it that way because you're a million years old, which is why I finally decided to switch to digital notes because you use paper? What is it no, called now? To, what do the kids call it now? We used to call it telephone, which was... <laughs> oh, oh fucking shit. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's right. Telephone is what I meant. No, please take that out because I'm not going to put that down in the Discord. What yeah, you meant, Tim, was Pony it. Express. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how long it used to take to play Pony Express? <laughs> so, yeah, oh. and then uh, the biology teacher comes in. I know this guy. Oh, do you? He's the best. Are your spidey senses tingling, sir? My spidey senses are tingling, and my Nazi jailhouse thing is tingling, too. (laughs) Your Nazi jailhouse thing. Tim, did you collect Nazi paraphernalia? Is this another get-to-know-your-yobo we need to... No, not at all like that. You don't know who he... He was originally on that HBO show Oz, where he played the head of the white supremacist group who got his mouth shit in. That's gross. J.K. Simmons, everybody. There you go. Some Spider-Man and having his mouth shit in. And now uh, having a hook, which is an interesting <laughs> choice. I don't, what's better, the hook or the fucking wig? The wig I get. The hook, I'm not sure what, what they were going for. Okay, the hook is part of the scarification on his neck. It's supposed to actually symbolized to you that he's had lived through real life trauma yeah because he okay. says he was in vietnam right oh yeah 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 that's right okay yeah that makes sense all right now that adds up thank you so then we cut to like you said their sandbox friends and that shit lasts forever little scene of them in in the sandbox and this is an interesting scene right so you've got jennifer kind of being a piece of shit to needy and saying hey needy uh, i'm gonna be the cool doll character that's all hot and awesome and needy's like well why do you always get to be that one why why don't i ever get to be that one but then jennifer puts her hand down in the sandbox and she brings it up and there's a thumbtack that's embedded in her in her hand and, and needy plucks the the thumbtack like here i got it don't worry and we see her bleeding from that hand and needy gives it a little kiss okay i had to watch this actually like five fucking times to realize this is a plot point this is her consuming jennifer's blood and becoming part of her although i'm a blood donor so let me tell you blood only lasts 28 days yeah so i think that's part of it right i think that, that there's part of that that visceral consuming of the blood thing but i also think it sets up the relationship between the two 
the connection between the two of them. That's why she knows that Jennifer's getting ready to show up. Uh, maybe that's why she's able to be extra overprotective of yeah, her and be able maybe. to hear shit across a bar. I think it also sets up, again, the, the roles of the two, where Jennifer is the flashy, cool one that always wants to be Malibu Barbie, and Needy is the nurturing mother. The, the one who will help her cl- take care of her and clean it up. Society's I, representation of a female. I have several points here, which is one is Go this ahead, is definitely go. a uh, very Catholic um, consuming of blood and flesh. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she has yeah. it right in the middle of a fucking hand almost, right? So that's crucifixion. Yeah. Almost stigmata, yeah. Stigmata. This is this is definitely like conception of the blood in the body. This is her being part of Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, what the fuck is it? Trans Beyond just adoration, like I mean, it's part of communion. It's also part of adoration, and this is a really meaningful moment because it explains why everything else that happens is going to happen. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm a weirdo here, but like a queerdo, so it makes sense. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. So Jennifer shows up and she's cool, but she's uh, kind of not Oh, she being... looks good. She looks really good. She looks so very fucking good. good. But she's also kind of not being good. Oh, no. Kind of being mean about the whole people dying and stuff. And we'll see that continue. Just kind of a wanton disregard for human life. She's in, she's unapologetic, absolutely. Yeah, so we're talking about, uh, hey, there's the foreign exchange student, and uh, he, he died. Uh, there's some parents that died in the fire, and the Spanish teacher died in the fire, and Jennifer, Jennifer's like, oh, that's good. I don't okay, really like first her. of all, her name is Senora Erickson, considering the, the blatant disregard for Spanish language in this film, I'm okay with it. Uh, well, and also it says, uh, now is not the time for us teenagers to be thinking about which one's a cool dude or which one's a hoe. Yeah. Okay, but the, the fun fact is per, pl- pluralization of hoes, because hoe is H-O, but it, it follows the same pluralization of potatoes. Okay, which so is just funny yes, Yeah, that's fun. But he also says, we can't let the fire win. Jennifer says, well, I think it kind of already did, right? Like. <laughs> Which is a good point. It's true. (laughs) It's a hard take, but you can't argue with it. So now we get Needy again going over to Chip and trying to kind of give Chip some more intel on what's going down. Hey, let's do Well, actually, hold on. I think this is an interesting scene because we just saw, because after the thing where they're flashing back to the kids in the sandbox and Needy Mm -hmm. drinks, well, not drinks, but she like kisses the hand and she consumes the blood. Jennifer says, don't tell my mom or she'll make me go to the doctor and get a shot. Yeah. And then Needy yeah. says, don't worry, I'll never tell anybody any of our secrets or something very, yeah. very close to that. Yeah. And then almost immediately the next scene is now Needy is going to her jerk-off boyfriend the rat and spilling the beans about Jennifer. There's something wrong with her. Well, she's worried. She loves her a lot more than Chip. Well, no, I just thought it was very interesting with how they put it, where it was like the spacing in between those two scenes, it was like just a flash. So I was like, looks like, to me, it looked like there was some kind of connection. Well, plus, okay, this is another, and in this scene, we establish finally that Chip is a bitch ass, and I'll tell you why. So Colin the emo kid shows up. I have him written down as goth boy. Mm, He's emo. It's early. Goth. Goth is, is older. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right, emo, because he's talking about the fucking fiery tentacles. <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> has <laughs> Jennifer has a Fallout Boy poster. We're past goth, okay? So yeah, Colin the emo boy shows up and he says, uh, "Wow, that whole fire thing sucked and it's bad, but uh, hey, I'm glad that you lived." needy and chip chip gets a little jealous of this oh he does and it's beautiful like, hey, who's your, well yeah because uh, this guy has here. feelings he might be an emo but he's got some feelings that he's showing oh wait That's a second. oh 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 oh, oh, oh my god do you not know that emo stands for emotional <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's called a setup so oh i fucking hate you <laughs> He says, like, look, man, I'm also cool and deep and dark like him, but I'm not a poser like Colin. I I, I just keep it to myself. And oh, <laughs> yeah, Needy boy. just looks at him like, oh, honey, no, you're not. Oh, you're just cute. a stupid fucking doofus. That's so cute. You're just what I need yeah. to get by. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're okay. You're a good passing fancy. Yeah. So now we cut to some Slipknot music. Oh, God, help and, me. And my man, Beef Stakely, out on the football field. I'm sorry, Jonas. But what's funny about this is the way that they frame this shot is so great. So it's way, way out there. And you see big dude, right? And the, you've got the metal just blaring, you know, yep. and the guy is screaming. And when you pull up on Jonas, what is he doing? Standing there. He's crying. I mean, well, yes. he was crying in the class before also. This is the second yeah. time that we see him cry. He just fucking cries. Who's like the us. emo now, football motherfucker? Oh, yeah. It's like they're playing with some roles here a little bit, maybe. Yeah, because now emo guys got the balls to start talking to women all of a sudden. Yeah, and Craig's crying about his buddy. Or, or Sorry, Jonas is crying about his buddy Craig that died. And uh, Jennifer, she goes out there to go uh, console Jonas. Well... You, hold on, please. Like you said, the way that we first introduced, the camera comes charging at Jonas, almost like in like a predator style, like Evil Dead, with the yes, cameras like zooming yeah. in on him like a predator. Mm-hmm. But then the camera sh- shifts to another scene, and Jennifer's coming in from the other side. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's weird because she's definitely not coming from the right side, which she well, sorry, the left side, but she she's actually coming from the right side, which is should not happen. Yeah. That's a weird choice. And and then her approach with uh, with Jonas is interesting. This uh, is such a guy's fantasy thing. This is something that a high what? school guy would fucking think about, right? What? I'm not a man, so I can't qualify here. All right. So so Jonas says, like, he's crying. And uh, Jennifer's move is like, yeah, it sucks. Craig's dead. Um uh, <laughs> And I, I was with him, like, right before he died. And this is Tim's fantasy, is that his best friend died. Right? <laughs> I'm like, my man. Yeah. And then a girl comes up to him and is like, look, your best friend's dead, and I know you're sad. But before your best friend died, he said uh, we would have made a banging couple. And, he, and Jonah says, you really mean that he said we would have been a banging couple? And she's like, yeah, of course. Uh, why would I make that up? Or who could, for that matter? Uh, hey, we should probably go out and hang out in the woods for a minute, and uh, we'll take care of some business, I guess. So this is Tim's fantasy, everyone. Didn't I say it was my fantasy, per se? But now that you mention it, it might now not be a bad thing if it happened with some of my friends. But and yeah. like it's just so, something that's so stupid and that 
only a fucking guy would fall for. Yeah, yeah. So Tim's Tim's best friend is dead. Some girl comes up to him and is like, "Yeah, we should go bang." And Tim's like, ah! <laughs> uh, "It's such Ricochet a weird rabbit. fucking scene." Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> it's such a weird scene, but I I I dig what they're doing. Well, again, right? we see throughout the whole movie the stupid things and situations that some guys will put themselves into to try to get laid. Okay, so there's two parts of that. Yes, number one, you're correct. The slasher movie generally is the male big mean going around killing ditzy dumb women, right? Mm -hmm. That are also not fully fleshed out characters. They turn that on its ear here, we'll see, because Jennifer is obviously hunting and killing Jonas. But Jonas, I would say, is established, even when you turn it on the ear, even when you approach it from the female gaze, they actually make him a full fucking character. Like, they give him more depth than your average uh, chick whose uh, boobs get stuck in the fence on Microwave Massacre. (laughs) That's true. We never find out what her backstory is. Thank you, thank you. We, we actually acknowledge that they are humans. We also just kill them off because they are also stupid and selfish. Right. But they're stupid and selfish as a flaw that is part of their personality, not just that is their personality. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. I have this female friend, and she is the vindication, like the vindication of all women I know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, she, she is an absolute hero. Why? What's she she really- um, uh, I don't know to tell you that except for that. Um, I don't Uh-oh, know that she's ever paid a pair. She's never paid. <laughs> she's never paid for a pair of shoes on her own. Okay, that's about as I can tell you. Like that. That sums it up. Yeah, I mean that's how something. Many, how many pairs of shoes have you paid for? All of them. That's gonna yeah, say except for that's my one I put on just ran out of the store. Exactly. She's the, never had to pay for a pair of shoes. I want to meet the dude that's never had to pay for a pair of shoes. Now I'm impressed. <laughs> Turn that shit on its ear. Come on. Yeah, come on. Rim shots. It's if 2020. Would like to buy me shoes? I'm not buying you shoes. No. Buying you would design a pair of shoes for me, and I would nah, pay you she, for them, she right? Can't get but shoes if somebody wants to just size. buy me a pair of shoes, they can send it to thebloodybits.com. Yeah. Don't forget the Patreon. I wear too right. large of a shoes. It's a problem. You know what they like say about head? guys with big shoes, right? Yeah, they have fucking tremendous heads that don't get hats. Are you oversized 12? Yep. Yeah, fuck you. 13. It sucks. So I'm sorry. It does suck. I mean, but I did find some decent Nikes. And I bought Look, them. I can make you Nikes, but I don't want to buy it. pay the $500 to actually make you customs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody I got to make like... a custom hat. No. I'm... <laughs> That'd be cheap, actually. That's you need, fine. You need Shelly with this sombrero from Tentacles, Eddie. <laughs> I'm pretty enough, though, man. I don't. I don't need to cover it up. So that is a straight male answer if I've ever heard one. We go to the woods, and uh, Jennifer is hitting on Jonas, saying, "Hey, you know, why don't we go out here and fuck?" And they start making out, and he comments, "Jennifer, you're really warm." Yeah, I had to repeat this two times to hear what it is that she says. Yeah. Dump captions this time. Oh, I had the captions on it the second time, but sometimes when you pause it on Plex, the captions Which, go on, uh, off and on. 
why is What's she... wrong with you? Why is I she... was making notes while I was watching it. Too busy whacking This off. wasn't the part that didn't... Later on, I paused it to take notes for about like five, oh. ten minutes. But... <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and we'll get to that, Tim. But, uh, yeah, no. But she said, he I, says... To be fair, well, I was taking notes then, then as well. So, like, we're <laughs> <See>? both okay? <laughs> okay, okay. She, he says, why are you so warm? And she says, shuddies. And I can only assume, as the old man that I am, is that that's some kind of slang for, like, shut your mouth? Yes, shutties. Oh, honey, he, she says shutties. Yeah, as I, in, shut your fucking mouth, you goddamn stupid moron. You're already blowed. getting laid. Shut your fucking mouth up, right? And this is... Like, it, yeah. This is advice I've given so many men. You can only talk yourself out of sex. Oh, Shut yeah. up. God when a wo- When a woman has your pants unzipped and she's about to do something with your dick, please just shut the fuck up. Yes. So, uh, what's your views yes. on abortion? Mine? <laughs> they just decided to shut your fucking mouth up. <laughs> I strongly support it. Uh, so, anyhow. Wait, that's the best answer. <laughs> strongly support it in every instance. So, we... Oh, yeah. No... They're gonna start fucking. The pants are down. the 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 hand is on the dick, and and all the animals start gathering like it's fucking Snow White. <laughs> there's birds, there's rabbits, there's fox, and the best thing too is one of the last things is a fucking mosquito that lands on his neck. Yeah, I saw it that. It is yeah. that actually is awesome. Perfect thematic too, right? And he's like, "What the?" And she's like, "Shotties, no." And then she's like, "Hey." uh, I'm going to start jacking your dick off. Hey, tell me about Craig. What do you think about Craig right now? (laughs) I'm very confused. Do you miss him? Do you miss Craig? Uh, That's okay, because you'll see him real soon. And he's like, why? Because I'm going to die and and go to heaven? She's like, yeah, pretty much. And she eats him, which is uh, kind of a cool scene. She unzips her whole shirt thing and kind of dips back a little. And like her fucking face splits open. Pretty intense. Yeah, they did a good special effect on this one. Yeah. So now Needy's making some fried bologna sandwiches. Which I actually love. Like, all hate I know I'm going to get from this. I love fried bologna sandwiches. No, you're not going to get any hate from me. I also like Spam. Oh, I, I love Spam. Oh, my God. I know I come off as a food snob or whatever, but I, I it's good. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You give me a fried bologna with some American cheese and a little hot sauce, we're good. Oh, I know. Mm. God, I feel like Wonder that. Bread? Mm. I grew up with a really white family, and this is the only way I know how to express myself. <laughs> Tim, also, you sound like you're come from? Okay, no one should have a kitchen ferret. Anyone has a kitchen ferret, she needs to be shot. <laughs> That's dangerous, yeah. right? It's unsanitary. I don't care. I used to have a ferret, an albino. Of course you did, Eddie. Ferret. Of course you did. His name Did was... it go with your nose that wasn't fixed yet? No, no. I, this was after my nose was fixed. Did you call and... him Tater Tot? No, I, I called him Ludwig. Oh, oh. my <laughs> God. You, he, was, he, he was your clockwork orange pet. <laughs> no, because he was deaf. You want to talk oh about a difficult God. fucking of course, pet? It, was he white? Was he white? Was that yes. why he was deaf? Yes. Of course it was. You want to talk about a difficult fucking pet? A ferret that can't hear. Holy shit. <laughs> you know what one of the primary causes of death of ferrets is? They Not don't shit. know. The wrong color? They don't know they can't fly. 
they just jump off of shit with no fear of the fact that they will die. Wait, there's something called evolution. How have they survived? Poorly. Poorly. If you actually let them out to just try to, like, go reproduce, even though they're illegal in California, if you tried to let them go out to reproduce and do their own thing, they could never do it because the, 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 their diet requires such a high level of protein, and they're just so stupid that they would just die. Tim, it's called husbandry. People have done this for years. I was going to say, so they've been bred into stupidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I love that fact that it's husbandry specifically that's done this to people. Because, you know, fuck that. Well, it's, at least it's not something that's bad being blamed on a woman. <laughs> Which is everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if they were better sexual selectors, then that wouldn't be a problem. <sighs> <with parents. laughs> Look, at least Judaism understands that, that if you're going to be descended from someone, it's the woman. Mm-hmm. Because that makes sense. At the very least, you're descended from the woman that gave birth to you. Well, that's, yeah, you that's accurate. That's where you're coming out of, right? Exactly. You cannot guarantee the gentleman, but you can guarantee the woman. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It could have been any dude. Who knows? Uh, so she's cooking up some nice fried bologna sandwiches, and then uh, we see... Well, this is where she hears on the radio about the hero band. Who yeah, we hear the, the band, the, the fucking band. Oh, my God. And they're, they're getting interviewed on the radio about how, like, they're saving the world or, or whatever. And basically, it's becoming this theme song. For the fire, which while fucking... they're still not getting the fucking town's name right, yeah, yeah. What was it? They called it like Devil's Knob or something. Like they didn't <laughs> even know. Devil's Lake. That's right. That's a movie. Yeah, and then we cut back to uh, well, we cut back to the 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 woods and old uh, teach the one teacher that we see this whole fucking movie. He, he's walking through the woods for some reason. Well, and, well, he heard oh, a yeah, he uh, football guy shouting. yelling and right. screaming while he was getting killed, and he, he thought that the guy was letting all his, you know, mm. his emotions Primal out. scream therapy? Like men do, right? <sighs> Let no. me tell you, I haven't been to a treat area in a long time. I need to go out and scream. No, I just bottle it up. That's why your head's so big, man. Mm-hmm. Let that shit And then out. one day, pop. I'm going to just uh, unleash it on an unsuspecting victim. Uh, so and you know what's going to be fucked up is none of us are going to be able to say we didn't see it coming. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> he We're kept telling us over and over about it on a podcast basically every single week, and we thought it was a bit. One day you'll just hear, this is how I end it, and then you'll hear like 16 gunshots. <laughs> and then mine. It'll be a lot of feedback. I'm a, I'm a happy person. But who's not happy is Jonas being eaten by a deer. <laughs> okay, no deer is going to eat entrails. That's like an E. coli. Uh, really? Deer, I mean, deer are, are yeah. That's like an E. coli dumb shit. Could have been drinking from them, right? Okay, that's not what fucking deer do. They want fucking plants, you dumb shit. Yeah, they're, has there never been a killer deer herbal. movie? Oh my! Of course there has. It doesn't mean that's correct. Yeah, there was a microwave massacre too. Remember? Yeah, it didn't have a fucking microwave in it. It did. It did. You just ignored it, just like the deer. Yeah. <laughs> you were too stuck with the male gaze on all the boobs, Tim. You need to uh, evolve. Microwave like massacre. Me. I think everybody was stuck on that gaze. I was also stuck on that gaze <laughs> because there were tits through a, a a wooden window, and let me tell you, I was very distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, it's just all about framing. 
But admittedly, I was wondering what was happening behind the window because was she happy with that? That's what I kept saying. I think what it was, I think she was stuck and she was trying to wiggle her way out of it. Or some dog was humping her fucking leg and we just didn't see the dog but the way that she was moving. Yeah. I wanted her to be happy because if she wasn't, I was going to be sad. Oh Yeah, we go back home and like you said, mom's here. Finally. Okay. Uh, admittedly, um, Jennifer is seen swimming in the waters outside the woods, and she looks like Venus rising from the waters. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's what the, all the women came to say. At least okay. that's what I came to say. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible shot. Again. It is yeah, beautiful. I have, I have two minds of the shot. The first one, she looks like she is some sort of a predator of nature that is swimming under the water like a uh, crocodile or, or something feral. And then we just get the... All I need is the the music when she's lifting herself out of the water and wringing her hair out. Uh, and steam is coming off her body. Classic and fucking she is 80s Venus. movie. What is it about women with wet hair? Is it just me? I don't know. It's 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 the informality of it. It's the actual closeness to the woman you have to have to see this particular scene. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't know. Like this is one of the scenes. Until the, the her climbing out of the water bit of it, I think it's very successful. But then after, when she's climbing out, and we have that that minute of it, I, I don't know. That's a little off-putting. Oh. I, I guess that's just me. Anyhow. I guess that's just you. <laughs> Anyhow, it's... Because it was uh, putting time... something, but it wasn't putting it off. Yeah, Tim. I guess so, I'm the only pervert besides Tim. So Mom's here. Yeah, not Eddie. Jerry Blank. Uh, all right, can we talk about Strangers for Candy? Yes, go for it. One of the greatest fucking shows ever on TV. And if you haven't already seen it, track that shit down, buy it on DVD. It is just genius. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. no, it's, it's wonderful. And uh, you can see uh, Stephen Colbert when he was Stephen Colbert. Yep. yep. I mean, my only note here is that I was about to see Strangers with Candy with a, a potential date, but then she switched it to um, um, a movie out of school shooting involving the word elephant. Yeah, that's the movie yeah. Elephant, and that's a terrible movie. Yeah, no, and she took me that instead. Okay. Wow, shit. And Don't... I didn't want to fuck her afterwards, because afterwards I was just super bummed. Yeah, yeah that's... Because... Don't see the movie Elephant because they blame the fact that these two kids are school shooters on the fact that they're closeted homosexuals. And that exactly. is... Is that what it is? Thing. Yes. Yes. And it's fucking oh. terrible. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, mom says, uh, hey, I had a nightmare, needy, about you being crucified. Yes. Somebody's chasing you and they're trying to nail you to a tree, just like JC. Yep. Yep. Just like Joe Cocker. And, uh, okay, Jesus Christ. This is the sacrifice. Like, there's a sacrifice narrative here. Like, both, like, this and all the crucifixes in her home. Yes. Uh, not, not to mention later we see somebody dies holding a, a rosary. But, but, yeah. So, Needy tells her mom, ah, it's cool. I can, I can handle myself, mom. Don't worry about it. And her mom forebodingly warns her one day. You will need me, and I will not be there. And I definitely have the scene where she's calling out for her mom, and she's not there, listed yep. in the actual notes. Of course. And the very next scene is cutting to the woods, where the police are taking a dead boy's body out, the football guy, 
and his mother is there yelling and screaming and maybe feeling the same thing that is that her son needed her and she wasn't there yeah very very good uh, observation and the the cop uh, she says don't worry we'll get the guy who did this of course it's a guy who did it of course why would a woman do this shit well, no, they no, are not, not why how could a woman do this See, look, that's one good thing you got to say that chauvinist thing pays off on is you kind of get away with maybe you get like an extra day or two heads on the cops before they figure out it's a woman, <laughs> Jesus right? Christ, yeah. <laughs> that's your big pitch, that I get a fucking extra day. Well, you got to find the little, deep, the little things, right? <laughs> uh, one, of, one of my favorite uh, comedians' bits about privilege um, is Patrice O'Neill. Right. Oh, yeah. Who, who was an older, larger uh, uh, black man. And he has this great bit about, you know, you know how pretty or, or how much value a society has on a person, specifically women, by how long the police will look for her if she goes missing. Yep. <laughs> so that, that then he goes into the bit about how he's just going to get a little white girl to, 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 uh, to um, basically chain to himself if he ever goes on vacation on some foreign island. <laughs> He's like, look, I'm going to go, but you guys got to fucking come and find me. <laughs> so maybe to your the wrong point. concept? I, I support this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, look, I mean, you, you got to make up your losses where you can, man. <laughs> uh, agreed. No, no, absolutely agreed. And there's a little bit of that in this movie. We'll, we'll get to so yeah, then the dad of of, uh, of oh this boy, fucking guy, he's got he's got a line here or two, doesn't he, Tim? It's a whole little fucking monologue, yeah. You got it. I have it. Go for it. I'll kill him myself. Cut off your balls and nail them to my door, like one of those lion doorknobs rich folk got. That will be your balls. That will be your balls. <laughs> I believe you meant bulls. Bulls? No, it's lions, not bulls. Oh, Tim, no. No, Tim, I can't support that. Okay, I can support that. If you're listening to this on the Patreon, everybody else is supporting it, so why not? That's true. This is not the Patreon. Like, I love to think I'm on the Patreon, but I'm not. If you have the Patreon, you'll get a bunch of other stuff, but you'll also be able to hear this on the Patreon page. I hope. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. This episode's free. Don't worry. I know, but come on. What? Look, like, you know, there's some fun bits. Okay. So... What, again, assuming it's a guy, and then specifically talking about castration, that's fun, right? Because that's, that's, that's what the solution you do. to everything, right? Your son yeah. is dead. What are you going to do? Are you going to grieve? You're going to moan? You're going to groan? No, I want somebody's balls on my door. And it I'm thinking, worked. if this was done a couple of years later, the line would have been, I would have your balls on my truck like nut trucks, like uh, nut truck, truck nuts. Yeah. It should be gonads. Come on, people. Hey, it worked for Alan Turing. Oh, God, don't fuck you. Seriously, you're fucking Turing? That is the most abysmal shit on the fucking planet. It is. It's a terrible thing. If you don't know what happened to Alan Turing, modern hero, go look it up. 
Yeah, no, it is the worst, like, seriously, that pain that he suffered for mm-hmm. all, for the only sin of loving a fucking man. The reason Puppy. why we're not speaking German right now. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. He, he did so much for all of modern civilization, and he suffered for just being human. Yeah, all because people couldn't explain why the sun uh, uh, went up and down years ago, so they had to write a book. Very cool. And then we cut back to, uh, now this was, yeah, Jennifer having her naked swim. That was fun. And then she gives Needy a call. to says, hey, Needy, I want to tell you something. Now that we've just heard about all this suffering, I feel splendid. She does. She I'm feels a, gorgeous. She looks great. Yeah. She looks yeah. incredible, she looks yeah. beautiful. She's having fun. She's having a wonderful day. She's like, have you ever had like a first kiss with somebody and then it feels like your whole body is vibrating? Oh, no, 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 no. She says, have you ever kissed a boy for the first time? And Needy doesn't understand this. Her face is not complacent. She doesn't understand why kissing a boy for the first time is super elating. Mm-hmm. Is this something you kind of have to do because everybody thinks you're supposed to? But, but <laughs> what she well, likes a lot more is kissing Jennifer. Oh, yes, she does. And then uh, Chip calls and interrupts. Oh, fucking Chip. Oh, wait. What's up with his sister? With Chip's What does she call him? A cheese dick? She what says penis something something penis cheese. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, Chip's uncircumcised and he has a bit of smegma. Yeah, from under. Yeah, could be from under or smegma. Either way. He has a cheesy dick, and uh, for some reason, his little sister knows all about it. White fire. not. <laughs> and while while she's that's, on hold, that's Jennifer's really got like a crazy specific thing to be fucking saying to somebody. Yeah, no, it really is as an insult to your your brother. And Chip's like, hey, you know, I want to meet with you. We gotta, you know, we gotta talk some stuff out, figure some 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 stuff out. What's going on? Uh, I just bought, no, I didn't buy the condoms yet, but I will. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I want to meet with you. And and while they're having this conversation, and poor Jennifer is on hold, she's so bored, she's like, burns her tongue. Yeah, because Which Jennifer's like, me. don't put me on hold, don't put me on hold, and Needy does yeah. put her on hold to go to the boy. Uh, and it's a very good scene. This is hugely indicative of an entire narrative, which is, like, I've been this girlfriend. I have been the girlfriend to the closet girl. And the closet girl just goes, let me put you on hold. Hold the fucking time. She says, let me put you on hold. And you're like, at some day, at some point, you're going to have to acknowledge the fact that I'm not on hold. I am your actual life, whereas yeah. you're pretending to have another one. I think, I think, and to, for other people to relate to this also is if you've ever been the side piece in a relationship period that is accurate yeah. it is the that's, I'm sure it's closest, that's much, the closest that we could get right. to it in, i'm sure right? it's much different in your case because it's also it's, like i can't even fucking say what we are that it's a woman you can't say it's a woman yeah yes. you can't you can go to your friends and you can brag about your side piece and but just don't trust my wife don't tell my wife or don't tell my husband about it but, but you're the wrong gender, too. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go to my friends and talk about, hey, I'm living on the down low. You should have seen what me and this dude were doing last week. Exactly, because I have lived this. I have absolutely had the moments where I've been dating a girl and her her partner or husband didn't know. And I was like, 
you know, like, you actually just like me, right? But it's not even then. Yeah. And I've had to, it's painful and difficult, but you do this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess she, the symbolism of burning specifically the tongue in a lesbian relationship. Um, exactly. Like, could have been a strap people, on to her finger. I don't know. I'm not okay, trying to judge. Okay, people pretend strap ons are common, but it's normally your you're... mouth. Okay, thank you. Most people don't know. It's like it's we don't scissor. We don't actually use strap ons. <laughs> it's actually yeah. our persons. <laughs> the scissoring thing always seemed ridiculous to me. Like, just with my limited understanding of that physiology, it just seems like I don't know the logistics. Look, are like. Off. If if I'm a woman, it's either a bio dick on a trans woman or it's going to be like a woman's clitoris, but it's not like between. Right. Tim? Like that's How about it. You? Uh I went to get a beer, so I just walked back in on this conversation in the last ten seconds. Okay. Bio dick is the only way I know to refer to basically essentially as a strap on for a trans woman. Okay. Because a trans woman has a bio dick because she's trans, but that doesn't change the fact that it's essentially a strap-on. There's also one of my favorite 80s cartoons about robots, bio dick. It was a detective. <laughs> Wasn't I expect See, honestly, a gadget? I would watch that. I'd actually watch that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, gets off hold and then it's like, uh, oh, who you're talking to Chip, huh? Hey, he's looking kind of cute now. Oh, I love this, because I've actually played this move as the side piece and as the lesbian side piece. Normally, a good flex is going, how's his dick? Especially for your pansexual, because they're like, oh, wait, you have options. Yeah, a little, little threat going on there. Like, hey, you like me? Lock me down. Yeah, for real. So, yeah. Chip tells uh, Needy about what happened to Jonas when they... It together he was killed he was ripped limb from limb and his parts were eaten. i think he says maybe not maybe he uses a real word and we go back to back to the school and man after these two tragedies everybody's wearing their dark colors and we have a nice slow tracking shot except for jennifer jennifer's cool she's wearing her heart and her pink and she's all happy and then we cut to another narrative that's going on in here, which is the way that the press is covering the story and kind of um, benefiting from it, let's say. And it's kind of an American thing, I think, because we do have foreign listeners. Rather than actually fixing problems in America, what we like to do is cover them in the media and talk about how brave we are. Um, Until so... the next big thing comes along and we do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, rather than co passing like common sense gun laws, what we do is we just cover the tragedy. We show some pictures of people crying, and then we move on to the next thing. And yeah, and because handily, when something like that happens, there's like a think a certain amount of period of time where you're not allowed to talk about gun laws because that's disrespectful for the people who were just killed because of lax gun laws. Mm -hmm. And handily, they happen frequently enough that we never have to have a discussion about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it's like Sorry. a four-week monetarium, and it usually happens every three and a half weeks. Right. Might not have been what they were going for in the movie, but I felt like I should be an asshole. Uh, no, and you're not wrong. And honestly, it feels a lot like the narrative involving people who are not heterosexual, because our narratives are not allowed to be discussed normally. And yeah. then there's this brief time where we're allowed to discuss them, and then we're supposed to go quiet and pretend mm -hmm. that we're just 10, 15%. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they'll I, give you know you... what? Holy shit, that's a great fucking point, Bronny. Yeah. Or, uh, like, I'm supposed to go away when I'm inconvenient. Yeah, yeah you do give... something every once in a while. It's quote-unquote woke to have you on a show or two on TV yeah. for a couple of episodes. And then, all right, we've done that, so now we can move on. We don't have to do that anymore. We've checked that mark off. And we will be inviting you back when it's LGBTQIA plus month. Um, but not Please, ever again. Absolutely do that. Think you will be. Start know, thinking about your movie I know now. So many people to bring you. I'm, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, hey, I, hey, 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 hey. Fair enough. Like you want to. That's well, Candace's I can month, more right? People. No, 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 no. We're going to be doing that month. What, what, what I'm more making a point of is like I hate when people fucking tokenize, and I think that's what you're talking. Absolutely, about. and that yeah, is a huge you. issue. Yeah. We're okay. we're strictly novel. We're here when it's convenient. The same way that my 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 heterosexual partners who are cisgendered men tend to go. But, you know, really, like, being not straight is abnormal. And I go, um, I'm sorry, you spend your time with me. Is it abnormal? You, like, I'm not straight all the time. I mean, you could say it's not the majority, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything at all. Right. Like, for the rest of us, it's us all the time. We're this every single second. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I spend every second beating my heart to a very queer rhythm, and the fact that people don't want to acknowledge it is is painful. Yeah, it's shitty. People suck. Fuck them. Unfortunately, yeah, people suck. You know what? You know what I'll do? I'm going to donate three percent of the Patreon money. God, oh, no, you fucking oh asshole! Like, like the movie, like the movie. Oh my god, he's based off the movie. Oh, yep. So one Eddie. month later. Hats find off out. your big fucking hatless head, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he measured it off the movie. He did a good job. Thank you. You see, I'm, I'm working on being a host, and I think these are the things you need to do. One month later, we cut to, and yeah, people are maybe, like, they're still wearing the ribbons and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe it's commercialized a little because... Oh, absolutely. Low Shoulder is making money now, and they're going to donate 3% of the money that they're making off of the song, which is now the town's anthem. 3% to the families of the the victim. And Needy's great. She's like, well, wait a minute. What about the 97 fucking percent? (laughs) This is the most Hermione moment of the movie. And, like, I kind of hear for it because, like, I was painfully Hermione in high school because Mm -hmm. I thought being smart was really advantageous and it's not. Are you crazy? It's not. (laughs) Are you crazy? You can't be too smart in school. You get beat down. Yeah, it's... I realize uh... that now. People appreciate smart when they want smart. Otherwise, it's condescending and they hate it. They yes. only want smart when they're going to a doctor. Other than that, they're smarter yes. than everybody else, right? Yes, absolutely. So I'm five nine, and I told my friend, like, he's like, "Oh, hey, you're petite," and I'm like, "I'm not petite." He's like, "You are," and I was like, "You know what? I'm just not going to correct you." Jesus, five nine. That is that's tall. Yeah, I'm not petite. I'm fucking giant. It's, yeah, it's, is he like a fucking basketball player or something, Brody? He's 5'10". Oh, so he wants to make himself look really fucking sound tall, right? Uh, Big man. If you're petite, look at me standing next to this petite girl, but I'm still right, tall. Right, right. It's like when you take a dick pic with a Barbie hand holding it. You're just like, look, take a look at this, you know? It's massive. <laughs> massive. You wouldn't, it's, it's over three feet. I've heard around sometimes a yard. like it's kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> around a yard. 
you and your yard. Uh, I think I came up with that joke because I had the thing in my head of around a yard, and I'm like, hey, I can make a play of words on that, but how do I fill that the rest of that joke? I came up with the punchline before I had it the setup. That's very clever. You really did because like a foot is too long. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like I said, as like a twelve or thirteen year old, that's the fucking funniest joke that you can make. I got a three foot fucking dick. This isn't my leg that's in my jeans. It's my dick. Yep, yep. It's a good joke. Solid bit. <laughs> Nevi pisses everybody off by saying, "What about the ninety-seven percent?" And then uh, people are like, "Listen, man, the, these guys are heroes. Don't you know they like helped everybody out of the fire?" Nevi's like, "Motherfucker, I was there. They did not help people out of the fire." And this is one of the best lines. The girl turns to her and says, "Like, but it's on Wikipedia." <laughs> and J.K. Simmons' <laughs> face is like, "Ugh." Huh? Wait, that's not good. <laughs> but it's on Wikipedia. She says it's on the Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia. Yeah, it's on the fake news. So Jennifer is in here, and she's not looking too good. So Okay, so actually this is like my most lesbian reference in the entire movie, is that um, Needy says, no offense, but you look really tired. Yes. Is everything okay? Yep. And at this point, Jennifer gives an actually honest answer. Which is like, I just don't feel really good. Yeah. Which is like, if you want proof of lesbianness, like this, like nothing is more lesbian than reading to something where you shouldn't. Mm. And this is paramount. And but, the fact that she doesn't chew needy out is actually huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's where this and a couple of other moments are where I would say if they did not exist in this movie, I would wonder about it being body horror, right? Because it's not overtly body horror, but there are this and a few other moments that are coming up later that it's like, okay, yeah, that 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 changes the definition. Uh, I mean, sorry. What I meant to say was because uh, Megan Fox doesn't look so good anymore, this is when I stop watching the movie. Well, I fast forwarded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to the end, yada, yada, yada. We're good. Wait, hold on. Get to the end, rewind, yeah. go back. Rewind 10, 12 minutes. Watch it again, rewind, <laughs> and yeah. take a nap, get but, ready to do a podcast. And also, her comment is like, I, I just look like one of the normal girls. Exactly. She says, because Needy says, like, you look bad for, like, you. Not like normal people, mm. but just for you. Which, yeah. I think that's such a great fucking line. Yep, yep. You look bad. Not, you know, for you. And this is after Jennifer actually goes to the point of saying, well, what's wrong with you beyond your obvious surface flaws? Well, the thing is, Needy's comfortable with the fact that she's not, like, the picture-perfect version of what a woman's supposed to be. Yeah. So she doesn't take this to offense. Yeah, that's true. Well, also, it's because it's her saying it. Right. The exactly. same way that Jennifer doesn't get mad at her for implying that you look tired, which means uh, are you on your period, what's going on, all that other stuff that she would normally chew somebody else out for. Because Needy yeah. says it, she, she can get away with it. And because yeah. Jennifer's saying it, she can let it slide. Plus, we already know that whatever Jennifer says, she's okay with. Exactly. Yeah, plus it's we love. all know that period, or PMS is just a conspiracy uh, by the boy-controlled media to make women seem crazy eh, is I the can line. I into it. <laughs> I could kind of understand by a distance. Like, the thing well, is, it's a normal hormonal shift for us. And yeah. we don't think it's weird. It's just 
men who think it's weird. Well, because if I talk to a woman, I go like, look, I'm having my period. And she goes like, course, right beforehand. She goes, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. I just get out it's of the only... way. I'm like, tell me what you want me to do, and then I'll get out of the way. That's it. And that's honestly welcome. Like, I don't care which I get. <laughs> yeah. That, look, man, I don't know. That shit. I, that's what I, I know tell my that's... wife, too. And to this day, she still tells me she has a period 28 days out of a month. Just leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Seriously, the boyfriend I had who was like, didn't you have your period, 20, your period 28, 21 days ago? And I was like, yes, I did. But that means it's time for it, you dumb shit. And, Congratulations. And, you're on the opening. And this is, I mean, there is historical significance with the idea that the uterus was a wild animal and caused hysterics. Well, yeah, that's why it's his, like hysterical, as in women. That is the actual root of the word. Yep, yep. Which is funny because uh, you, you, the word is uh, hysterical, but women, we know, famously are not funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I fucking hate you. Wow. <laughs> you oh, man, Eddie. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I'm not funny either. No, 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 no. So I can't no, no, really no, no, disprove no. this now. You can. You told a great joke earlier. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's okay. My jokes aren't that great. I'm working on that one about um, Gacy. So I'll, it'll get better, I promise. And we Except... all know what my big joke was. So <clears throat> Yeah, yours was good. Yours was good. You spend it before you actually read the joke portion because you didn't tell us when the joke portion was. <laughs> okay. Well, Next time I'll tell you when the joke portion is, okay? okay. So now we cut to uh, Colin, the emo boy. He shows up. And Jennifer says, hey, look, uh, Colin, can I borrow your homework? Because I forgot to read Hamlet. Okay, to be fair, I actually like this point because I've been reading lectures on, on Shakespeare recently. So Jen asks if Hamlet is going to fuck his mom. Yeah. Which is actually a super fair question. Right. If you've actually ever watched or read Hamlet. Yes, yes. Because Hamlet is obsessed with his mom's sexuality. Just yeah. fucking obsessed. And so it's a fair question because he's like, super like why you're gonna fuck my my uncle and she's like i like him and she's like but why yeah i mean the answer is because i want to you stupid little dumb shit well i think what this is i think that we got the emo kid who's being approached by even though she looks bad for her that day the hottest chick in the school and she's saying something sexual at him and that's going to throw him off even more yeah yeah and... which really shouldn't be because there's no measure of what sexual is on any given person. Uh, no, but I would say generally speaking, probably as a teenage boy, if you if you have a girl that he's obviously he's lusting after her, the whole thing in the setup in, in the school is everything is how incredible she looks. And to have her come up and not just to talk to you, but all of a sudden start throwing sexual innuendos at you, it's going to throw you off your game. Like well, he has a game, but... And it's not even just that it's a violation of the the norms of gender but it's also a violation of the norms of their social class right she is cheerleader he is emo emo av room boy right oh absolutely with the so deep thoughts also, and the good writing and 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 it's kind of like an extension of the power dynamic between jennifer and needy right that, that there's these these power structures that are and in this instance it's yeah that's right because reversal. When he first comes up to her, she kind of blows him off, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. then as soon as Needy says, no, you don't understand. He's really a nice guy, blah, right. blah, blah. So 
Yeah, Bang! She turns, she calls him right back over, and let's go out on a date. So, yeah, so, so Welcome Jennifer... Welcome to the side piece argument. So Jennifer just, just says to him specifically, look, ask me out. Like, fucking grow a ego. Not a penis, because that's weird. Grow an ego, and then ask me out. And he's like, all right, uh, you want to go out? They're going to be playing uh, uh, Rocky Horror, and I was wondering if you wanted to go see that. She's like, I don't know. I don't want to watch a boxing movie. And well, I love it because he can't he stop his she... geek self from yeah. getting a little bit pissed off. It's not a boxing. Uh, fucking boxing movie. Because it's so selfish and self-centered that men think women know everything they do and that we should. Yeah, oh, of course not. You you just explain it. You just say, like, no, it's actually not a boxing movie. It's a musical. You, you still in? That's all you have to say, right? Yeah. Right, well, but, but saying that's too much. It's almost like this guy's awkward. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not all cool and confident like you. So. Well, you got to admit, it did take him the balls to fucking ask her out, even though she's basically telling him. It's still no, it's she one of those told things. Him where you're like, too. Are you he did fucking it out of being intimidated. Here? He was intimidated in asking her out, and then she still shot him down. And then, yeah, like you said, Needy says, like, look, he's actually a nice guy. And. I don't think it's necessarily that she convinced him that he's a nice guy, Tim. Oh no, it's that 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 Maybe. her girl said, "Hey, yeah, look, that's what guy I mean. I'm into." That's exactly what I mean. It's like one of those things where it's you have it where your best friend steals your girlfriend or your boyfriend because I can do it. Oh, honey, it's not that your best friend or your girlfriend stole someone. It's that your paramour said, "Maybe I'd like to fuck someone else," and you were like, "No, no, no, I could also fuck them instead." I'm gonna beat you to it. Then or, you're not going like, to want them anymore. Or, because I'll prove that you, that someone else wants like me more. Right. Or I'm going to get rid of everybody that wants you so I have you to myself. Exactly. Yeah. That's a toxic relationship, by the way. Jennifer turns around and invites Colin over to watch Aquamarine. It's about a half sushi lady who has <laughs> sex through her blowhole. Because she's a mermaid. Okay, maybe this is going to say something about me, but I can totally sympathize with how fucking shocked and knee-shaking this fucking kid must be feeling with Jennifer the fucking cheerleader coming up and just basically throwing herself at you and just saying all this fucking crazy shit. You ever had a situation like that, Tim? Uh, I think I kind of told the story. The closest I ever came was hanging out with my friend Mario in uh, Central Park, we were going to see Laser Beetles. And we got there before the show, and we had our tickets, and I, of course, I have to smoke. So we go walk a little bit into Central Park. We're about, like, maybe 100 yards away from the entrance. And as I'm rolling a joint, we see these two women start to walk over, and we can tell by the angle that they're walking directly to us. And uh, they walk up, and it turns out that they're both two French-Canadian girls, and they ask if they want to, if it's okay to buy some marijuana from me. So my quick thinking brain, is, oh shit, maybe they're cops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deep undercover to pick up somebody fucking selling joints in the park. Uh, so I come up with a brilliant idea of, well, it can't be illegal to give it to them for free, right? So I said, I don't have any to sell, but I'll give you some. And as I'm rolling, because they ask if I can roll it for them, my friend Mario, who is a ladies' guy, definitely out of the two of us, he was just—he just had that 
he just had that thing about him. He didn't have to try. Just women just were naturally attracted to him. And it turns out a couple of guys were attracted to him, though he never realized that, which is a story for another day. But it's all as the same I'm rolling the joint, uh, my friend Mario's chatting him up, and he asks them, what kind of fun? He literally throws this line out. What kind of fun are you girls here for? And they look oh, at oh. each other, and they giggle. And the one who can speak English says, oh, any kind of fun. We're going back to Canada tomorrow. And literally, I think I could feel my legs get a little bit fucking weak. And I think I might have said a little prayer to a guy at that point. I still wasn't believing in. But like, hey, you know what? I just maybe found some evidence. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Hello, Penthouse Magazine. And... <laughs> As I roll in the joint, and he's like, "Oh, that's great. When are you going?" And like, they're leaving tomorrow, eight o'clock in the morning. So whatever's going to happen, we got to be getting this shit on quick because it's already twelve o'clock at night. I hand him the joint, and as soon as I hand it to them, they look at us and they go, "Oh, thank you very much. We have to get back. Our boyfriends are waiting for us in line." Ah, uh, yep, that sucks. And they add insult to injury. The boyfriends were waiting in line. They were like third or fourth in, so they got good seats. And we ended up seeing the fucking show with the laser show being upside down. But so yeah, I can understand because both of them were incredibly beautiful. And it was just one of those things where it's like, holy shit, this is something that never fucking happens to me. That's just... one. You want to talk about a disparity? People will never like like. People on the range, you know, the 1 to 10 attractiveness scale, anybody from 1 to 7 will never know what it feels like to be a 9 or a 10. Oh, no, that's what I was saying. When never. that scene, when Jennifer is telling her friend that you have smart bombs here, that's you have all the yes. power, everything. They're going to do whatever we want them to do because of how beautiful we are. And, yeah, that's something that that's like, it's like being like a billionaire. That unless you're a billionaire, you're just never going to understand the fact that you can just look at somebody's house and go, hey, I want to buy your house. I'll give you 10 times what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. So I've got one story about being hit on, and that is um, I, I went to go see the play Rumors, right? And I, I, I took my uh, girlfriend out to see it, and we went in, we watched it, and at intermission, uh, we, we walked out, and I wanted to have a cigarette because I used to smoke. And uh, she wanted to have a cigarette as well. But unfortunately, neither of us had cigarettes, which sucks. Wait, so, how uh, are both of you smokers and neither one of you has cigarettes? Because we were minors. So, okay. All right. All right. So, okay. okay. Well, you didn't say how old you were. Yeah, yeah. Well, so... Um, I was like, all right, well, uh, I guess I'll go uh, try to ask somebody for a cigarette. I turned around. Immediately, the first person that I see is a very, very um, fetching woman. And so I walked up to her, and I said, uh, would you uh, mind if I had a cigarette from you? Can I, can I, can I borrow one? I'll return it. I don't know. You know the, you know the line. <laughs> when I'm done, I'll give you the cigarette butt. Yeah, you, yeah, you know the line. Hey, uh, you mind if I get a cigarette from you? She took out her pack of cigarettes, took one cigarette out of it, lit it, handed me the pack, right, and wrote her number on the pack. Wow. Oh, I, I love this. Oh, no, this, this is, is going a places, huh? baller move. And Where's then uh, I, that George Michael music? 
no, 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 no. This is going nowhere. Because I was like, oh, thanks, you know? And then I turn around, and then my girlfriend is looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. Yeah, with a, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. No, uh, with a full pack of cigarettes and some lady's number. So that's, uh, that was a rough night. <clears throat> I was like, look, what? Was what? it? Not really, because I'm like, what, what did I do? What pack of cigarettes? I kept them. And you, so you kept the number. Yeah, I'm not a, um, I, I'm a, uh, uh, what's the word for when you only are usually with one person? Fidelitas. Yeah, I'm monogamous. one of those. Yes, okay. All right. I'm born. Fidelitas. Monogamous means that you're only with one person. Fidelitas means that with the person you made promises to, you keep them. Okay. So, I, okay. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a boring guy is what I am. But you have personality, so how could you be boring? No, no. I, I didn't say it was good. I just have a personality. And I obviously you had something going on. She gave you her number. I used to be very attractive. Not so much anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I'm okay. Uh, but I'm not as attractive as Aquamarine with a half-sushi lady with the sex in the blowhole. Yeah, that's the place you want to stick it. Yep, right in her blowhole. It so, sounds good, but I don't know. But to be fair, I kind of like this because basically he's like, hey, are you just this niche thing I'm interested in? And rather than explain it, he just goes, oh, you don't understand it. And she's like, oh, well, I know another bizarre thing you don't know and he's like oh yeah sure you'll fuck me i'm good that's right yeah that's that's the greatest fucking cartoon ever (laughs) yeah yeah kind of exposes a little bit of his personality isn't that why so many records of bon jovi were sold girls like bon jovi so guess what i like bon jovi too and i'm not going to say anything bad about them okay you're not wrong which is my way of saying you're right you're not you're not. I used to have a boss that would always say you're not wrong, and it drove me fucking mental. Look, I'm not trying to be an asshole. It's just, it's just how I fucking talk. Look, I you're not you wrong. Meant. I'm not trying to be an asshole. <laughs> See, I always take it as more of an admission that you're like, wow, you really are right. Yeah, I'm not trying to say. Yeah. Uh, so then Chip also invites old uh, Needy over. He says, "Hey, look." Why don't you come on over and hang out? I did go to Super Target, and I did buy more condoms. Not that that has anything to do with why I'm inviting you over. But just to put it out there. Right. I've had this boring heterosexual sex. I have had the boring high school heterosexual sex with a guy who bought them from Target in max packs so they could save money. <laughs> Being optimistic, huh? Prudent. Yeah, well, look, he wasn't wrong. I dated for four years in high school with, like, one man, so he wasn't wrong. Well, But it wasn't impressive. Hell yeah. And actually, that reminds me of a joke. You can put, maybe put this in the head instead of my other joke. Uh, okay. What do you do with 365 used condoms? Uh, you uh, paint the walls white. <laughs> you melt it down into a tire and call it a good year. Uh, <laughs> but what if it takes you more than a year to have all those condoms? Uh, well, I was thinking probably by the time I was like 14 or 15, if I bought 365 condoms, I could have like maybe four tires a week. <laughs> so my uh, own fucking tire dealership. To be true. fair, back at like 16 or 17, you could use three condoms a day. You could? At the same time. 
Yeah. Jesus Christ, who's getting that? Look, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> when I was really 16 or that 17, squeak. I was praying to Jesus. I don't know what you guys were doing. Look, I was getting laid. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just not as cool as you guys, huh? Well, you and, didn't uh, develop your personality back then. No, not yet. But you know who is getting laid is Chip, because he's setting the mood. He, oh, he uh, is. Oh, this is classic. You got to admit, he's trying here, okay? <laughs> God. Yeah, no, he's trying, hilariously trying. Oh my That's God, what's worse about it, right? Sometimes it's better just to shut up and lay there, correct? Yeah. It is. I wish he just fucking shut up and lay there. He put in some jam and jasmine. I actually had a woman his... say that to me. I'm just like, okay. Or his mom has some holiday sense, too, if she prefers. Yeah, holiday sense. That's what I fucking want. <laughs> my Jewish ass wants to hear your fucking Christmas shit. It's it holiday sense. sense. Nobody said what it was. Oh, come on. We don't fucking know. It, it could, could be been, a blue and white candle. It could have been matzo ball soup. It could have been brisket. You don't know. It, it ain't. It, it fucking Some gefilte fish. <laughs> okay. Well, that's if you no. don't put the candle on. Oh, oh fucking monster. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have several girlfriends who are angry at you right now. That's okay. You can tell all of them I said hi. Good, because I asked all of them what their favorite horror movies were before this particular recording. So I talked to every oh, are they listening? person I know. What? Are they going to be listening? Oh, yeah. No, they all are. Oh, wonderful. Brody, what you have to do, exactly, let me tell you. Just tell every single person that you know that you have talked about <laughs> oh, them no. in the show. Not the fucking Tim method again. <laughs> it works. Hey, I got a co-hosting gig out of it, right? That's very true. Yeah, yeah. That's, exa- that's the only reason. I'm just calling people fucking randomly dialing a number and like... Ni hao, your car insurance has run out. And by the way, you've been mentioned on the podcast this week. Tune in to bloodybits.com. Hey, welcome to June, because I have more people than you can handle. Good. So, Colin, he shows up at Jennifer's place, but it's not Jennifer's place. And he's, he's well, listening you forgot. to some bad Hold on, music. Eddie. All right, all right. Again, ahead. another great song in this fucking soundtrack. What is he singing? He's singing a punk rendition of I Can See Clearly Now the Rain Is Because this is the happiest that he could be. <laughs> okay. But also, Chip's, Chip's at home. And instead, there's another song playing. And when the, the song says, when it comes to you, I can't decide. Oh. oh good job. Yeah. Good job. Lesbian right. narrative. All right. All right. paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah. I was too distracted by high school students fucking. Because I guess that's just what we're watching now is high schoolers fucking. But they're not really high schoolers, so it's okay. Yeah, tell that to Australia. You know Why, that they just... in Australia? No, they just banned uh, anime that potentially could be portraying somebody who's underage. That's right, I heard about that. Was it just that's anime or was it like any kind of porn? Anime. Specifically. Damn. To be fair, Japan has actually had an issue against that for a long time. Yeah, Japan's the number one porn producer in the whole world, I think, from what I've heard. Well, the thing is, they they understand that they produce a lot of porn that is meant to act as underage when it's not, like, in actual narrative. Right. And so they understand they have to ban all of it. Yeah, that's rough. Like, yeah, no, it's not good. I just understand it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Like, it's a weird thing they do. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys are watching these high schoolers fuck, and uh, what I'm into oh, yeah. is I'm into this abandoned house that Jennifer's hanging out. Oh, I, 
I love that he breaks into it. He's like, you know, breaking into it's gonna be super cool. Well, no problems. This okay. This is a male thing, Tim. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done some shit that you're like, I should not be doing this just to get sex? Hell fucking yeah. In fact, I was watching this, this part where I was watching with my wife, and I go, again, here's another example of a guy doing the stupidest fucking craziest thing because maybe he's going to get laid. Again, We had the fucking football guy who's crying because his friend died, and this chick walks up to him and goes, guess what, man? I saw your friend right before he died, and he wanted us to fuck. Let's go fuck right now over there in the fucking woods, and no problem. I'm going. And this guy, he's driving down, looks like the fucking deserted part of town, like they're in fucking Detroit after the fucking car industry crashed. And house after house is blacked out, except for this one house with the light on. And he's even, he's texting her. This is the house, come inside. He goes in. I'm thinking to myself, I could see myself probably doing that as a teenage guy and being a fucking emo, goth, whatever he is. And again, it's a cheerleader. You're going to do crazy shit for fucking pussy. Don't enfranchise the queer girl. I have done the same shit you have for all the same reasons. Okay. okay. Because and, and she was closeted. These women never admitted who I was to them. The, the world would oh, never know who I am. That is true. That is a second layer of fucking danger and difficulty when you're dealing with somebody who won't even fucking admit that they're on your team. Like, ooh. Yep. That's rough. The amount of, like, queer and trans women I have been dating who, like, throughout my life who would not admit in my existence because it would compromise theirs is massive. Yeah, well, that's just the thing with that. with, <clears throat> unless both of you are out, that's just, I think that's just something that, how long do you stay in that relationship before you're like, hey, you know what, Until you've got to acknowledge me. How long have you loved someone? Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, you get that unrequited love. You can go on for, what, 10, 15 years before somebody uh, wakes up. It doesn't require unrequited. Like, the thing is, they love you back. They just can't say in front of their parents. That's all. Yeah, I mean, with unrequited love, like, there are people that hold on to that fucking torch with just the minimal amount of watering the plant. You're talking about they've watered and fertilized the plant. They just don't admit that they have the plant. Exactly. Like, you love them, they love you, you've exchanged all of the proper honorances that are appropriate to your relationship. It's just no one else knows you have. Yeah, that sucks. I I don't have any other clips. It just sucks. (laughs) My apologies for the weird, boring tangent. No, 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 it's not. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't worry about it. This is body horror, and I... It's funny because I, I, I floated it out to a lot more uh, LGBTQIA plus community people that I'm aware of, specifically body horror, because I think that it might be a subgenre of horror that might resonate more strongly with that community than other horror oh, genres. No, it, it absolutely does. Like it's we we see it in every single horror movie we see. Like, from Frankenstein to Thelma, High Tension, What Keeps You Alive, The Haunting of Bly Manor, May, Tragedy Girls, Black Swan, Neon Demon, Deadline, The Haunting, Hellbent, Sick Nurses, we're all still part of this weird, non-recognized portion of reality where we exist, but no one recognizes us. Tell whoever your friend is that wants to do Hellbent, by the way, I, I, that is on my list. 
Look, you you want you want LGBTQIA. Like I can get you all the ones you want. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying just in general, but but uh, yeah, representation. Well, also, who's going to be more aware of their bodies? Yeah, exactly. Totally. I dated. Yeah, here I am. I here did. we are, two straight guys, and you go, hey, you know what? My dick works this way. My balls are this length. That's it. That's all I need to know. And I'm balls okay. are this length. I've dated trans women. I've dated cis women. I have dated intersex people. Like I have You'll dated day, the I gamut of like all sexes and ages and heights. Like it's broad. Please say women. Don't say broads. Oh God, fuck you! You say broads. <laughs> no, that's Sorry. my word. Eddie says broads. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who says that they're hot to trot. Yeah. Oh God, broads you're all is my the worst. Word. That's that's my term of endearment. Your wife is okay with it, so I'm fine because it's cute. Yeah. And well, getting back to Colin, the other thing, not only is this motherfucker going to break into this place, right? <laughs> okay. I like the dedication. I would do this. I have done this for a girl. All right, but here's the ultimate thing, I think. Yeah. The music that she has playing is R&B. Ooh. No. And he's the not thing... going to say anything about it. <laughs> and he's thing... going to be completely into it. And before well, thing... you know it, that fucking emo kid is going to be fucking swinging, swaying back and forth if he has to. The thing to me is when that, he starts like, walking up the stairs. That's a real fucking a... ultimate sacrifice, having to listen to that fucking music. <laughs> no, the thing to me is when he starts walking up the stairs and the fucking crow tries to kill him. Like, Jesus, Lord. And then there's okay, rats. You bra- I'm an adult person, so I can rationally say, like, if you have to break into a house... Just leave. Just fucking leave. Yep. Be the person with enough self-respect to leave. Yes, unless, exactly. Well, unless it's set up. Unless you have oh. like text messages going back and forth of like, I no, want no, you no. to break no, into no, no. this house. No, no, no. Fuck it. No. Yeah. Be better than that. You've never been young and desperate. I have. And I'm telling you not to. Yeah. Okay. You... So see, here's the thing is because guys, we go in. Here's the, here's the movie, right? No, 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 no. I, I'm with. Go ahead and die. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I totally agree with you, Brody. Jack off and then think about it. Thank you. Thank you. That is is cheaper than all of this. This is my greatest point of advice. If anybody is listening to this and you take one thing from what I say, jack off and then think about it. <laughs> Wait. Do you have to it's, go home first, or you just do it outside that house? It doesn't Wherever fucking matter. Do it in the bathroom. Do it in your car. It doesn't fucking matter. Wherever just do you it want. Anywhere else. Yep, if you're at Subway, I don't care. <laughs> oh, if it's you're on the Subway, to... it's okay. <laughs> well, Look, find like I've a done corner. stuff on the Subway, and that's fine. Yeah. No one's ever stopped me. Yeah, not even the pizza rat. Uh, and there's more rats running around up here in this house. And then, uh, yeah, so, so this is cutting back and forth between Colin and, and Jennifer saying uh, he gives her a weddy, which is a great term. Yes, I have that okay, written Okay, okay, no, I, I have several lines, and I really want to play these out. Please do. Mind. Okay, so Colin asks, like, is this your house? And she goes, no, baby, this is our house, just for you and me. We could play mommy and daddy. And she's doing a beautiful reverse script, Ugh. and she doesn't even know his fucking name. She just teases that she's always wanted him, and she goes, you've always given me a wedding. And I fucking love this generous walk. Yeah. expectations right here yeah he's like you don't even know my last name she's like oh silly yeah uh-huh. he's Does the one matter? who says to her you don't even know my la- do you even know my last name 
And that's completely switched around. Exactly. That's the guy. The jock is walking up to the beautiful chick. who just want, He just wants a banger. And she's just like, wait, is this a banger? Are we going to be serious? Do you even know my last name? Like, I don't care. You gave me a hard on. Yeah. But now she got a wedding. Yeah. Exactly. The same way you say a hard on. Like, as though that's a compliment, which it's never been a compliment. So uh, then she does I a cool eye trick. I change all my Christmas cards I'm getting ready to send out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. God damn it. God damn it, Tim. You already sent me my card. <laughs> and it was very offensive, and we all want you to, like, re- you know, take it back. Oh, I had a hood slip. <laughs> so, yeah. And you are Catholic, apparently. <laughs> this is. Then Jennifer does her cool eye trick, and then this is cut back and forth between. Chip and Nettie fucking. Well, also, Jennifer has a great line because she pulls his pants down. And the sound effect of the pants hitting the floor with all the fucking chains. So the pants <laughs> sound like they weigh 40 fucking Shunk. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she grabs his dick and she says, nice hardware, Ace. Yeah. Oh, I love That's it. great it fucking is... product placement, right? Oh, it is. I always uh, thought she was more of a Home Depot person. Or maybe that's uh, needy. No, no, no. Fuck Home Depot. We know what they do with their money. So then, Environmental destruction? Whatever. Then, I grew up with hippie parents. Don't ask me questions. So then Needy is fucking Chip, and then this is the next instance of her being psychic, which is weird. And the next instance and... of the guy not paying attention to what's going on right underneath him, in front of his fucking face, under his nose, you might say. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. I just wanted to know that one other person saw this that wasn't just me. Well, no, I think that <laughs> yeah, what the movie like, oh, Jesus Christ. is implying is she's making a sound. And, and he actually has the line, like, what, did I hurt you? Am I too big? And he has, like, a little smirk. I'm like, eh? Am I too big? After she's big? been saying hopeless, 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 hopeless. And I'm like, she said three times, bitch. How many times do you hear the word fucking hopeless before you go like, oh, wow, she's screaming and saying hopeless. But that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eddie. When you make love to a woman, she's not supposed to feel hopeless. Oh, shit. That's when it's done. And then I mean, she realizes, sorry. holy shit. Hold on, guys. On I gotta go apologize for my marriage real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, because she's uh, Jennifer is uh, torturing Goth Boy, and she's telling him, "I want you to be afraid. I want you to be uh, terrified. I want you to be hopeless." And that's when they both say "hopeless" at the same exact time, and that's when the boyfriend thinks that he's really giving it to her so good that she's just yelling and screaming her head off. Because it's giant and big. Because that's normally the fucking problem I fucking have. Oh yeah. Because the other thing too, at one point. The way that they shoot it, he's on top of her, and you almost it almost looks like she's the one, even though she's on the bottom, that she's the one who's moving up and down. Oh, she, yeah, that is the that is the image they show because that's what's happening. Yeah, because he's just laying there like a dead fucking fish on top of her. That was bad. And that's what works every time. Yep. Of course, yeah. I have I've had high school sex. That is high school sex. So this is their first time having sex. It's not. No. The thing is, he bought condoms. You don't, adv- you don't announce you bought condoms when you've never had sex before. Uh, but also, there's a scene in the beginning where he's try- he's having problems opening up the package of condom, right? And then when he goes to put it on his dick, she's lifting up the cover and she's looking at it with like kind of like a curious, like, "Oh, I want to see how this works." Look, no, oh. I think she hasn't to... got to see it before. The thing is, like, 
teenagers, teenage boys do not show you how their dicks work because they're scared that you might realize when it's working or not. Ah, so it's like, you know, one of those things, slip it in, get it out, put it back in your pants. Right. Exactly. They don't want you to see. Don't want you to see their dicks because they don't want you to know when it doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. And this is my experience throughout life. But is that a problem for a teenage boy? Oh, can I ask you for a man? When's the last time this is a problem for a man? Banged a teenage boy (laughs) because (laughs) banging teenage boys and their dicks not working throughout your life. This is a weird narrative. This is a man problem. (laughs) To be fair, this is a man problem. Do not phrase it as just boys. It is men. Teenage Uh, men, also. Sorry. Like, I have had this issue with men, yeah. growing men. Yeah. Well, this is a great I... time for me to um, go. We, we actually have a sponsor now, and that's Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Please say we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Actually, we Bluetooth. Well, we don't yet. Um, no, nah, no, nah, that, that's true. Our, our dicks are, are unreliable at best. Go to Adam and Eve, put in bloody bits, and get a special press on your penis pump. To be fair, my dick is always reliable. This is a strap-on. Well, the only thing you have to worry about is maybe the fucking strap breaks. Then what are you going to do? I mean, then I hold it by my hand. I'm still good. Swing around. You're relying on technology at that point, though. Say it what you will. Mine works all the time. Hey, my, mine's had a good run. Do they have uh, real dolls with dicks? What? Do they? Do they have the real doll? You know the lifelike uh, do. sex doll. Do they make them for women with dicks? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant like trans women, but okay. yes. Is there is there some part in the catalog you can only get a woman or a man? No, no, no. You can get a male real doll. They just don't sell very well. Honey, there aren't just binaries. There aren't just men and women. There's also like. Trans yeah, men, that means trans women, and like, you would think that there's a large are... fucking market that they're missing out on. No, they because do they... make them, Tim. Yeah. All right. Well, I and... don't get that catalog, Eddie. I'm sorry. Look, and trans women are women. It's just they still have dicks. Yeah, Tim. I just never saw a male real doll. No, they're they're not as popular, like I said, because they they can't catch and and release spiders. So. <laughs> Oh my god. I hate that you're gonna get all the nasal intonations I make. Uh. I once had a partner say that my nose made too much noises to date me. Damn. Wow. Cold blooded, I know, because it's a huge nose. Yeah, that's rough. But they were already your partner. That's weird. Anyhow. Look, I've had a shitty run, so don't, don't, don't. <laughs> maybe too maybe much. we need to stop uh, covering a movie, and this is just a therapy session for you, real quick. I hey, I'm fucking fine. Yeah. So she kills Colin, and that sucked. And then uh, Needy, she was okay. But to be fair, like she drinks his intestines, and that's just a recipe for getting E. coli. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have that written down. She's drinking from his stomach. Exactly. I was at a bar and I was talking to a guy who went by a French name and he was clearly Chinese American. And like his name was Philippe, we'll say. And he was saying, oh, it's okay if I eat ass now because I got hep A once. And I'm like, that doesn't actually clear you from hep A for the rest of your life. You don't build up an immunity to it, do you? I was like, 
Wow, like you're billing like Hepe as like your best bill for picking up women. <laughs> that reminds me of an old, old Saturday Night Live skit with John Belushi. Where he's bragging about how great he is with banging women because he's had gonorrhea four times. That's not what you want to lead with. It reminds me of I the uh, Killer Bees sketch because of the hornet's nest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant when they were whacking off. Look, I'm sorry, I'm a monster. I'm a monster, I know. No, no, I'm just teasing. But you know who really is a monster, though, is Jennifer in her body. Uh, because she ate old uh, our buddy there, Colin. And then uh, Needy, she she uh, runs away from uh, Chip after they're fucking... She's like, I gotta get out of here. She gets in her car. Yeah, your dick is too big. I got, I can't stay in the same room with it. Yeah, and she's driving off in the car, and then all of a sudden, we see a, a monster running across the street. Kinda, but maybe not. And then what happens? And who jumps on the damn hood of the car and shatters the the window? But it's Jennifer. And this is the second recap of the fucking movie we get, as though we fucking needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, Needy goes home to look for her mom, scared. And her mom's not there, just like predicted. Yep, yep. She uh, goes up to bed again. This time, Jennifer's in her bed, just like her dream. Just like she wrote on her dream board, wearing an evil dead shirt. Right, like, and she has an Evil Dead poster in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's like having a nefarious evil power in the woods, you know? So this, all right, now hold on, guys. This is where the movie starts getting real good. Well, this, I think, uh, I know we're going to get somebody in the room pissed off at us, but yeah, this might be the best part of the movie. I'm no. just joking. I... Why would it piss me <laughs> off? Like you don't think I'm fucking here for this shit? Well, too? because it's Cause... a great fucking movie, and I will say this right now in the middle of the fucking podcast. I don't care. Out of so far, out of all the movies that I've done, this might be one of the best fucking most enjoyable movies that Ooh. I've covered on a fucking podcast. Wow, it's a good one. And just to make the fucking stupid dumb dick joke that hey, this is the best part of the movie. Hey, hey it is. Look at her tits, eh? <laughs> okay, to be fair. Also, hashtag intimacy. You fucking bitches. This is also closeness as well as sex. Oh, yeah. No, this is, uh, this isn't this fucking bang, bang, bang. Uh, what is that? Uh, wild Things. Yeah, it did remind me of not Wild Things. It reminded me of Cruel Intentions, actually, for our very old. You, holy fucking shit. All right. So you say Cruel Intentions, which is yeah. AKA Dangerous Liaisons, yes. which is, I have at some point I have written down, like, holy shit, that's a scene right out of Dangerous Liaisons. The kiss. No, they the mirror. In. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that too. No, I'm talking about the zoom in on the kiss. We see the, the, the strings of saliva. We get to see every molecule of spittle that is exchanged between them. And I, I've got to say, it's interesting what they're going for here. And Jennifer is leading the kiss. Is the important part on the initial kiss is that Jennifer reaches yeah. forward, grabs Needy, and puts her hands on her face and starts initiating mm-hmm. this kiss. Mm-hmm. But it's important. Who ends up on top? Absolutely. Jennifer leans back, and she waits for Needy to come to her. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Needy comes all the way every single inch. Yep. 
It's not one-sided. No. And No, Needy is willing to go that length. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to meet each other in the middle here a little bit until Needy snaps out of it. Exactly, because nothing says lesbian couple like breaking in the middle of making out to argue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. It, the same rule applies for lesbians. Sometimes you just have to shut your mouth, right? You've got to talk yourself out of getting laid. <laughs> I understood, but sometimes you have issues and you need to talk about them. And uh, I get just wait 20 minutes. Oh, wait. These are two women. Wait 35 minutes. <laughs> Let the candles burn down somewhere, you know? <laughs> little rough. So they, they get in a little bit of an argument. Uh, and he, he's like, look, um, I'm going to tell the cops what you did. Because I know what you did. And I'm going to tell the cops. Jennifer's like, look, man, you can try to tell the cops, but you know I'm fucking a cadet. So I guess that means I control all of the police. Does it? This is the non-closeted argument. The, clo- the non-closeted person says to the closeted person, I could ruin you today. Because I have the quote-unquote normal relationship, and if I quote-unquote out you, everybody's going to think you're quote-unquote the idiot. Well, not the idiot, but something go- something wrong with you. There's that part of exactly. it. But she also says, she also basically says, I'll also tell everybody you're crazy. Which is the other fucking horrible abusive relationship move. Oh, no, it's not healthy. Yes, and that's something that you can hold over a woman because how many times would you ever hear a woman say to her boyfriend or husband, I'll tell everybody you're crazy and they'll put you in a mental hospital, which that's the implication there, right there, right? I've never had that, but that's just me. But Well, hmm. good for you. I mean, now we get the exposition dump, right? The band drove Jennifer off the night of the fire. She saw a bunch of occult books, and she asks, hey, are you guys going to rape me? And I love the driver's comment, which is like, ugh, I fucking hate girls. No, first, she starts to say something, and he just looks, and he goes, you know, it's okay. You don't have to talk if you don't want to. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That is the line I love as a woman, is you don't have to talk if you want to. I clearly am fucking talking, but you don't fucking want to hear it. She didn't say two fucking words, and he's already like, shut up. Uh, These people are the worst. So then one of them's like, I don't know, you sure she's a virgin? And she goes into self-preservation mode, which works against her, right? She's like, yeah, totally. I don't even know what sex is. In fact, you should probably find somebody else. Yeah, because she's just assuming that she's going to get raped. And uh, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense if that's the only card you think you can play, but... Is that something that if you're in a fucking van full of fucking guys who are planning on raping you, that they're going to say, oh, wait, you know what? She doesn't know what she's doing? Okay, look. You're in a van and you're given two choices. Do you proclaim that you're a slut or do you proclaim that you're a virgin? Which do you go with? I would go with I have AIDS. Uh, Agreed. But you have two choices here. You have to pick. Binary. What if the guy goes, oh, good. Thank God. Now I get my chance because so do I. Hey, cool. You should fuck him first. it's a tough choice. Yeah. Like, no, if she's a binary, I, virgin or not. I'm being flippant, but yeah. I mean, she's trying to do whatever she can to survive, clearly. 
right? Yeah, I know. I, I agree. You, you Exactly. You have two choices there, and it's one of those tough things where you try to either go along with it and hope that maybe you get a chance to catch them with their guard down or try to talk them out of it. But at that point, I don't think that's something that's going to dissuade them one way or the other. Because especially they, she doesn't know why they're really arguing whether or not she's a virgin. Yeah. But there's mythos. The thing is, like, we're told as young women that it matters what we are. And I once had a grandmother tell me that she said, I wasn't interested in sex, so the person stopped trying to rape me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that that's a weird message to send to a young woman. Huh. Yeah, no. Like, my step-grandmother. Weird message. That's... Okay. Yeah. Nah, she's a monster. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, fuck that's her. That's not something you say to anybody, no matter how old they fucking are, right? Yeah. I mean, the correct answer is, like, here's a knife. You could stab them. Give every woman a gun. <laughs> that's the answer. So, we drive out to the falls, and uh, she said she tries to escape, but it's dark out there. They tie her up. They gag her, and they put her over by the falls. And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna kill the, we're gonna kill her, we're gonna sacrifice her to Satan. There will be big like Maroon Five, <laughs> the lead singer whose name he doesn't know." Yeah. Does yeah. anybody know what's the lead singer's name of Maroon Five? I don't care. So look, I know, but I don't fucking care. Yeah. They're a terrible band. So. And he's a shitty person who knocked up his pregnant girlfriend. Like, that was a shitty move. Marry her Wait, or don't. He knocked up his pregnant girlfriend. Sorry, he wow. knocked up his girlfriend. He's double pregnant. It was a shitty move. Like, he should have married her. It was kind of a dick move from a very rich person. Yeah. Rich people are terrible sometimes. Imagine that. So now we get a... a uh, she's set up for a gang rape, she thinks. But instead... They just start singing, uh, well, and again, without knowing your name. Isn't that right, Jennifer? Without knowing Yeah, they think her name, name is Tiffany. You know? Ugh. Of course. Of course they do. And she's like, no, nah, it's Jennifer. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Then they start singing a song. Jenny, I a got so- your number. Wait a minute. You don't know this song, Eddie? It's, yeah, Jenny, I got your number. 867 uh, You got to say the nine. And if you're from New York. I think this it's, sets, it's in the song. I think this sets up some interesting things here, right? So if you've ever seen I Spit on Your Grave, right? Oh, I love that Who movie. Who hasn't seen that? If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen that movie, come on. Probably should. This is, uh, this is where we get some shades of rape revenge, kind of, but it's going to be played out a different way in this movie. But the, the turning it on its ear that this movie does is in I Spit on Your Grave, you've got a city girl who goes to the backwoods, right? Here, you've got a bunch of city boys who come out to the backwoods. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's usually, that's not how it plays. Usually, anytime city people are in the woods, they're always the ones at the disadvantage. They're always the ones who are being hunted for prey. Yeah. Damn, this movie just keeps getting better and better. I mean, also, welcome to being a woman. Everything's against you normally. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I won the lotto on that one. So. You did. It was a 50-50, though. No, so it's, don't be too excited. It's <laughs> funny. 50-50 shot, man. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I have had, because of the industry I work in, I have had some people that I worked with that were 
let's say, Trump voters, and I asked them honestly if you could be born any race, any gender, in any country, at any period of history, what would you choose? And why would it not be what you have? Yeah, they they had no argument for that. So I kind of understand I hit the, the jackpot. I'm cisgendered, and I know that I'd be better off not being cisgendered as a woman, but I can't not be what I am. Yep. Well, no, this always true. goes into my backup argument of anybody who thinks that people aren't born the way that they are is why on earth would anybody choose to pick a lifestyle, quote unquote, that is almost guaranteed to make their life a hundred times harder than it could be? I'm pansexual and hypothetically I could avoid dating women, but it's dating women that breaks my heart and I still keep doing it. What if it's love? That's all you can it's do. It's love. That's, yep. that's how I always thought about it. Like, if I could choose an easier path, like, why wouldn't I? That's... But I just can't. That's, uh, that's life. That's what people say. <laughs> that's what uh, Fred Astaire was dancing about and singing in the rain. Mm. But she's not I singing in the rain. Eddie. She's getting knifed by the falls, and then they toss the knife into the falls. Jennifer uh, uh, says, uh, next thing I remember is I woke up and I was hungry and I found my way back home to you, which is an interesting term. that is term so meaningful. Because that's not her home, right? That's, that's not her and home. No, but when that's she home. comes back from wherever it is, that's the first place that she goes. Well, first she stops to get some Indian food. Oh. You get it? Actually, to be fair, that's second. Oh, don't, okay. don't confuse it. That's okay, second. Okay, first she stops to get some Boston Market. That doesn't scratch the itch, and then she goes out for Indian. I will. Damn, this. that's gonna be some fucking serious diarrhea the next day, right? Boston Market, a whole fucking chicken, and then Indian food. Well, she already had the diarrhea out of her mouth from the Boston Market. Remember, that was the Hershey Squirt. Well, that's throwing up, and sometimes if you drink enough and you get that just that right time, you get a book coming sh- shooting out and from both ends so at the same mean time. To this poor guy because he's just like wandering out aimlessly he's never hurt a soul he's like does your family know you're here he's like no does anybody Uh, know he doesn't even speak he's just shaking his nodding his head up and down and shaking yeah yeah well i could shake my head right now but this is an audio fucking medium tim come on man is it (laughs) why do i keep forgetting that i don't know i gotta stop dressing up yeah, that's true. I put on lipstick, so we're, you know, at least we're in the same Well, I'm wearing a tux, underwear. so, you know. And then, yeah, she, she just kills and eats him, of course. We knew that from the beginning. And it's, an, it's another great creepy shot with her walking down the road on one side, yeah. him walking down the road on the other side, and if he wasn't out of his fucking head from surviving a fire, being the sole survivor, basically, besides her and, I guess, the band, and, I guess, the cop, right? Chris Pratt lives. Does he? We never see him again. Well, we never she see says, yes. after the fire, she tells Needy that she's banging the police cadet, yeah, so that's, that's why true. she still has pull yeah. with the cops, right? So, so I guess he got out. There still be the threat of him being yeah. alive. Uh, that's true. No, no, you're not wrong. But it's really, it's a great scene. I know I'm not Yeah. Wrong. And she's like, here, we'll, we'll get it taken care of, sweetie, and takes him off into the woods to play. 
and eats She it. says, I was just so hungry. This yeah. guy gets, the, he gets a pass, because I don't think he's going into the woods thinking he's going to get laid. I think he's just fucking traumatized, he's just walking down the road, and just what the hell's going That's on. That's a wonderful word. Yes, all right. But I'd also like to mention the uh, possibility of the uh, sacrificial narrative here because she eats the foreign exchange students because his consumption is necessary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true. I mean, this, like, there's so much Catholic upbringing here, and the body and blood of Christ is kind of an issue. Like, very. Yeah, because the entire basis of religion is be- because. We needed to 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 rectify in our mind, well, Judeo-Christian religions specifically, that killing an animal and eating its flesh was okay for us to do. So we had to kill Sky Daddy's son to atone us all for that. Right? Conspiracy theory, but whatever. Well, where I does mean, the cannibalism come in? Well, it comes in for her, for for Jennifer, because she eats uh, the Indian guy. And that's a man. Ahmed from India, who's not given a last name and just given an origin. Yeah. Yeah. Poor token. We go back to school and again. Uh, or no, we go to the funeral. Okay, before we get back to school, there's some several really great lines. Okay, go for um, it. Uh, Jennifer points out that only she would ever believe Needy if she ever actually told her what happened, like anyone was happening. It's a testament against everyone else that she's the only one who would believe her no matter what. And she offers, you know, if you let me stay, we could play boyfriend girlfriend like we used to. Yes, I caught that line. So, is was there some kind of like uh, history between them as uh, young teenage girls? Maybe. I mean, I've played this game well, with everybody. Has who... you play? You play doctor. You play spin the bottle. But that's a very very interesting line that she threw out there. Oh, she was calling her out. She was saying you're hypocritical. I'm the person you were actually attached to. Are you seriously going to lay claims against me? Mm. So technically she's her first before Chip, even. Yep. Absolutely. Nirsten, she's being called out for because when Jennifer decides, like, hey, maybe I should leave because you told me to leave, she goes, why are you leaving? And Jennifer goes, you told me to leave. Yep. And then we go off to Colin's funeral. And this is such an interesting scene. Because you've got the goth kids on one side, or the emo kids, or the scene kids, or whatever you want to call them. And they're overacting it out. And fucking Colin's mom. I'm going to show you how you goth motherfuckers. Drops some shit on them. Like, look, I had to go to a fucking abandoned house. I looked at what Garfield wouldn't even eat with teeth stuck in it right and now my kid that's under 18 i'm sending him six fucking feet under why don't you all just shut the fuck up and they got nothing to say to that (laughs) just like yeah never mind never mind guess i got no great scene because you have to imagine this guy had to be Plenty of times something like that's happened at a funeral where somebody is just sitting there and hearing all that fucking bullshit. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. And somebody has to just get up once in a while and just call that shit out, right? Hey, shut the fuck up. You. I mean, again, as the girl who's dated closeted people, I have been at people's funerals and knowing who they actually were and who they died as. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's all right. So that probably has to take all that you can muster up not to fucking stand up and just scream at the fucking priest who's laying down a bunch of fucking hypocritical bullshit. Yeah. Because everyone who's who's talking about their death doesn't even know the person they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, she was a good Christian girl. She always adhered to the Bible, and she never. Yeah. And you're like, look, I I knew what she was actually into. She loved me. She loved going out for walks at night. Yeah. Like, you don't know who she was. Right, right. All of these these trite fucking utterances, maybe you should just shut up and let people mourn in their own way. So that's a fun scene, but after that, we go back to the school and... uh, To the library. To the library, where we have our research montage. Right, And what's funny, though, is they kind of frame it that they say, like, look, everybody's kind of numb to death because it's just always here now, right? You mean it's like 265,000 people in your country have died and it's not the number one story on the news every single night anymore? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're all kind of cool with the coronavirus now because you know what we got to do? We got to go to the library. We got to research we got to figure out about the incubus and the succubus and all that mythology so that we can stab Jennifer in her fucking heart when she's hungry. Also, there's a dance. <laughs> and that's very important. I've gone to a lot of dances. Uh, and Chip's gonna, I went to four proms. Chip's going to go to the prom. He bought tickets. And he an did. orchid for $12. And he asks he's her... He's really fucking excited about that. He asks her... No, he's very fucking indignant about that. He asks her, did you get the reservations for the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, what's up with you that? fucking bitch. I've never been to a that... Cheesecake Factory. Have you Do ever they been... sell other stuff besides cheesecake? Yeah. Have you ever been to the middle of nowhere, Tim? Uh, yes, you could say that one way or another. Okay, so there are small towns, right? And in that small town, the one source of culture or being metropolitan is Starbucks. You're not wrong. No, and no, then, all right. No, Starbucks, I could see, yes, that would be like okay. that. Oh, that's the place where city folk go and they yep. get their balls on the door like lions. <laughs> okay, but to be and fair, then. Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory are the next ascensions. And it's Chipotle first, then Cheesecake Factory. And then it's fine dining. Brody. Yes. Fine dining mm. is when you Not go. Not like Sizzlers? No, no. Fine dining. No, that's so... where you go on Christmas when you're Jewish. Fine dining is. I thought is that the... was Chinese food. That's also Chinese food. It's also Sizzler. I do appreciate the uh, uh, Chinese food on Christmas. I love that. I had a very, I had a very nice Muslim Dude, man Dude, that's like me the best Christmas. day to probably order fucking Chinese food, right? Yep. No, everyone is everyone's very appreciative and everyone tips very well. I like, think it's a mutual understanding that this is where the fuck we are in life. Well, it's also kind of a Jewish tradition thing in New York is the only places that Absolutely. were open were the Chinese restaurants on Christmas and they wanted to yeah. go out to eat. And that's why they go you go see movies because those are the only two things that are open yes. usually on a Christmas day. Try to order fucking pizza on Christmas Day and see what, yeah, what kind of luck you got besides Domino's. Okay, look. You're not wrong. On Christmas Day, I get drunk, I get some cigarettes, and I drink, eat some Chinese food, and that's all I do. That's good. That's wonderful. So, in these small shit towns, though, Cheesecake Factory, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name the other ones, Olive Garden. Oh, Absolutely. my God. I haven't seen a commercial for Olive Garden in forever. And Red Lobster. 
Yes, Red Lobster. I think I've said this before. Okay. My wife loves those fucking commercials, and I can't understand because she goes to restaurants and she eats the most fresh, fucking incredible seafood you could ever imagine. And I'm like, how is that appealing to you? Marketing works. Yep. I lived in Milton, Florida, which is an exceptionally small town in Florida, which is still actually southern despite being in Florida. And they would kill for Cheesecake Factory, and they're never going to get one because it's a dry county. So Cheesecake Factory is huge. Wait, cheesecake, you can get alcohol at Cheesecake Factory? Yes, you fucking can. You oh. should go look at the menu of a Cheesecake Factory. By the way, this podcast is brought like to you by Cheesecake it. Factory. I thought you'd go in and there's like maybe 40 different kinds of cheesecake that you could get. And then you take it home or maybe you could eat some of it there, like a slice or two, like like a Baskin-Robbins. So, Tim, at Cheesecake Factory, you can get uh, fettuccine Alfredo with clams. Oh, my fucking God. You can get a pizza. You can get a Thai. You can get Pad Thai. You can get orange chicken. And you can get a steak. Wow. So a little bit of everything, so none of it's good. No, no, no. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, nailed it. There you go. It's the worst fucking restaurant. And that's why it's so perfect that Chip says, did you get the reservations at Cheesecake Yeah, but here's the thing is, they've already been banging, so he doesn't have to put that extra effort in, right? So Cheesecake Factory's good enough. No, He's not going to take it to Red Lobster. It's about where they're at. This is their town. Like, there's nothing else. I've lived in this town. This is the best you can do. You are settling for each other, and you are getting a meal that doesn't suck. Yes, that's right, because at one point they say the town's only bar burned yep. down. Yeah, yeah. I've lived in small towns. I've done small town gay. This is what it's like. Yeah. <sighs> Note to guys, yeah. learn how to cook. Learn how to cook, and you will get anyone you want. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I have, honestly, girls, too. Like, I, I had a girl recently who's like, I know how to cook really well. I'm like, really? And she's like, look at all the stuff I made. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. I know I've said it before, but one of the things that really tipped it off for my wife, whether or not I was going to ask her to marry, was how fucking good she cooks. There you go. There you go. One, I got to lock this shit down. One partner needs to know how to cook. One, one does. And if you don't make sure, like, you appreciate the person who can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they. Uh, I appreciate her. Chip, he's pissed um, because she tells Chip, "Look, Jennifer's a demon who eats boys." Chip's like, "I don't know if I believe that." And by the way, I bought this twelve dollar corsage. What yeah, are we not going to go? Twelve dollars. What I love is he doesn't say like he says exactly this. It's not that I don't believe you; it's that I don't believe this. And I'm like. Those are the words she's saying, you fucking dumb shit. That's the same thing, right? Look, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at what you're doing. <laughs> you're not crazy, but just what you're saying, thinking, and believing, and doing. That's just crazy. Right. It's some manipulative bullshit. So, yeah. And uh, they break up, not break up, because Needy is trying to protect him. Yeah, she says that uh, going to the dance is going to be like a what, like a fucking uh, buffet or a delicatessen for Yeah, yeah, because uh, she eats boys, and there's nothing but boys there. She asks him two favors, like, stay away from Jennifer and stay away from the dance. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Easy things, enough, right? I'm sure he will do. So yeah, He's a fucking brilliant man. You're already getting laid, okay? You're in some kind of... 
from his point, he's in some kind of great relationship. For all he, for all intents and purposes, everything is going along swimmingly, right? He's going to marry her. They're going to have 8.5 fucking kids. He doesn't see anything further down the road than what's going Damn. on. Damn, he spent $12 on that corsage. <sighs> I've had this argument with a man, I assure you. So then we go to Chip's house and Chip's mom. And I love Chip's mom. Who is she? Oh, she's the she's best. been in something, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Dead, like, Dead me? like Me? Yes. Oh my God, I love Dead Like Me. Okay. Yes. She's the mom in Dead Like Me for the, the protagonist. Oh, I love Dead Like Me. Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. One of the best. Like Pushing Daisies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's like, look, here's some pepper spray. And he's like, this is like girl pepper spray. <laughs> and, he's like, and here's the flip narrative, yeah, and which is you better protect yourself. People are killing yeah, boys. There's someone out there who likes boys is what she says. So you probably need this. He's like, all right, I guess. And again, guess. she says someone. She doesn't say her. It's someone. Right. It's never a woman. Why would it be a woman? Well, she doesn't say him either. She doesn't say there's a guy. She says someone. Yeah, but we know what she's implying. Yeah, and I think the uh, the can of spray is like female pepper it's, spray, something like that. It's got like a nice yeah, little it's, pink. It's called like pink pepper. Yeah, and uh, so now we see Needy getting dressed for prom, and man, her outfit. Uh, see, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's, that red fucking outfit. It's wonderful. It's pink. pink? Don't confuse it. Oh, sorry, gotta change the co- tint on my co- on my TV. It's, it's pink, and her hair. The best, voluminous, voluminous. Yes, voluminous. Yeah, she I was ex- teased out. I was expecting she, that is some eighty shit. I was expecting she was going to get a steel chair to the head with some padding or some shit. Like <laughs> she could take it. She wouldn't notice it. <laughs> yeah. And now we go back to Jennifer though, and she's not doing nearly as good. She's looking see. In the he mirror. is the dangerous liaison's part. At the end, yeah. with Glenn Close looking in the mirror, putting that makeup on, and like realizing what the fuck it is that she's doing and what she did. No, it's it's not that she's trying to cover up what she did. This is an act of contrition, I think. This is my theory. So this is very much a body horror thing, right? Her hair is falling out. She looks like shit. Her skin is blotchy and pale. It does not look good. She's trying to not feed, right? And so she's just putting on a bunch of foundation to try to make it work or maybe go on the hunt. I think she's just trying to make herself look presentable enough to be able to get a guy to get close enough to her. Mm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't think she fucking cares about any of the men she's involved with. I think that she has a premium here on the people she cares about and everyone else doesn't matter. Well, the only one that she cares about is Needy. Exactly. Yeah. And the only reason she kills people is because they're in the way of her and Needy. Yeah. That's true. Then we cut to Chip walking to prom, which is a good move. Because he's a fucking idiot. He's asked two <laughs> things. <laughs> stay away from prom and stay away from Jennifer, you <sighs> fucking stupid well, asshole. Well, it's Needy's fault because what she should have told him is like, if you do this, I promise I'll give you the blowjob that you've never had. I'll stick a finger up your asshole. Just do these two things. He's that kind of stupid that he doesn't realize that that's the end result of just Tim. listening to your girlfriend. Tim, he spent $12 on that corsage. <sighs> That's true. That's a lot of money in that fucking place. So he runs into Jennifer. That's how many shifts at the Cheesecake Factory. And I have spent seven hundred dollars on girl on seven hundred dollars on a girlfriend, and I 
did not expect more loyalty than that exact mm. instant I spent it. Seven hundred dollars. Damn. Damn. You went to Vegas. Damn. I really liked her. She really had needs. I spent money on Ooh, it. That's too much. So. Look, how many transsexual women have you dated? Is this seven hundred dollars in one night, one date, or one night? Holy shit! Damn, Brody. What are you doing <laughs> later on tonight? Yeah, for real. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes a transsexual woman needs a boob job. For seven hundred dollars? Okay, you're not paying all of it. You're just paying a portion yeah, of it. Seven hundred is cheap. You're doing the down payment, Sam. I'm doing a small payment. I'm doing like a so tenth. you're getting like side boob. I'm getting side boob. <laughs> okay. You're like, look, I get to come in and honk them. It's like a timeshare. I get to come honk them <laughs> like once every month. <laughs> Look, like, it's an understanding. Like, this is a growing change in your life, and I am contributing as much as I can, no, I, and this I is what it. it is. I get it, but... You know what? That makes perfect sense for you, Brody. You gave somebody a kidney that you didn't know, you would tr- contribute to somebody's breast implants. That makes perfect yeah. sense. And let me tell you, wherever she is and whatever she's doing with them, I hope she's having fun. That's an act of kindness. Somebody's having fun. With the kidney or with the breast? Uh, look, she got ease, so whatever whatever's happening, someone's having fun. Who's not having Hornet's fun, nest. though, is poor needy. <laughs> you should change your Instagram tech. <laughs> poor, poor needy. She's at the prom. She's not having fun. And Jennifer's telling Chip, like, look, man, I'll tell you what the problem is. Needy was porking Colin. That's why she's all sad now. Because she was just porking him all the time. They were doing all sorts of fucking and sucking and shit you never play. heard of. And poor Chip, he's never even thought of things he's never heard of, right? That's how fucking <laughs> stupid he is. This moron. Uh, so, of course, he falls for it. And, of course, he's, he's going to give her a little kissy poop. And Jennifer is at the prom. Or, or, or Sorry, Jennifer's kissing on uh, Chip, getting ready for, for dinner. While who's playing at the prom? Well, it's low shoulder. Well, don't oh, forget the goth course. kid's entrance to the prom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Popping the balloons. like I This hate is life. my heart. Pop. This is my soul. Pop. Everything yep. I believe, once believed, pop. And then the other fucking chick takes out a fucking thing and he goes, your abortion, pop. Your other abortion, pop. And <laughs> I hate <laughs> you, Madison. Which I would imagine for a goth chick, she the worst thing that you could call her is by her actual god-given name of Madison because there aren't probably many Madison goths or emos, right? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Look, you're not wrong. I dated a phantom. And let me tell you his name wasn't Phantom. A phantom? That's not a thing. Are you sure he was there? Look, I know his actual name and it wasn't Phantom. I mean, he definitely was here. Wait a second. Was that Billy mind. Zane? His name was Robert, and he was extant. So not Billy Zane, the Phantom, just a Phantom. Look, I would kill for Billy Zane. So would Robert I. Robert is know, okay. Good-looking bald motherfucker. Oh, he is. I'm sorry, I derailed Best all part your of shit. Blood Rain. Mm-hmm. So, so they're actually making out Chip and Jennifer. Kind and of. Jennifer says, "Say it like you mean it." Say I'm better than needy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so a gross. fucked up line. Yeah, now who's needy, Jennifer? At which point I want to go, you are what you eat. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah. So, and okay. And there's an interesting thing that comes up with you are what you eat with her in, in just a second. And then, so this is when, right when Needy's getting pissed off at the band. And then, uh oh, we have another psychic moment where Needy feels her lips and she's like, well, clearly Jennifer's getting kissed. And that means she's getting kissed by Chip. So, Chip. And she runs out to find him because, you know, Needy's psychic. She is, because she consumed blood. Yeah, they have that psychic connection. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll give you it, maybe. Look, like, that, that is, I, I've watched this movie seven times. I assure you that's why they included the moment where she sucked her that's blood. The, that's, I agree with you, Brody. That's the only reason that they would show that scene. And it just makes perfect sense, because why else would she be able to tell when her friend is showing up in the beginning of the movie... Uh, she's extra sensitive to anything that's to protect her friend Jennifer. Mm-hmm. That's why she hears the band talking shit about her in the bar. So I think that's either, I think that's what's to right. be implied is that they have this so natural love relationship that's just enhanced by just happening to drink the blood. So let's if we're going to accept that there's a fucking demon sacrifice that didn't work because the chick takes it up the ass, we okay. could accept that they sucked each other's blood and they became a little psychic bond. So let's bond. take this to its natural place then, right? So then were either of the children in the sandbox supernatural at the time of the blood drinking? No, but maybe what it was is they kind of like just kind of like made a sacred pact and it just stuck. So, it was just like the right time, the right moment. They were at the perfect age of innocence and it was pure. So Are you ready for us? A- for a hornet's nest. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, so sandbox love never dies. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's wrong. right. It started in the sandbox. I met my first friend, my first girlfriend, Jennifer, in the sandbox. We were playing in the sandbox, talking about escaping from school. We dated for three years. Mm-hmm. Brody, do you levitate? <laughs> I wish I did. Okay. I just want to um, make sure. But, but... It was, the whole experience is ethereal. And I have to agree that, like, what they have is ethereal in that the fact that the consumption of blood is connection. That's all you need. Look at uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He follows her through oceans of time because they are meant to be together. So, Brody. This is the same thing. Brody, you you donate blood regularly, don't you? I do oh, every eight Brody, days. You're a every eight sick days. person. What are you doing to people? I don't think any of them love me. Brody, but how do right you know now, what you're doing to Right now, there's like 12,000 people across the whole fucking planet. Oh go, my God. Am I on a podcast? The what the fuck? The person with the kidney, Brody, you are a crazy narcissistic control freak. Every eight days, someone gets my blood. Brody. Actually, three people get my blood. Brody, how every, dare you? Three, every eight days. That's, that's 24 people every But they're not in the days. sandbox. They, don't have, they haven't known each other since... I'm assuming that they've pretty much grown up since... As long as they can remember together, right? I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I, I get so it. I don't steps got, removed. <laughs> I don't know who got my kidney, and I don't know who gets my blood. If she I gives mean, you blood, Eddie, one day, if you have to, God forbid, ever go to the hospital and get a blood transfusion and end up with her blood... Then one day blood. she's taking over bloody bits. Yeah, she can't give me blood. Um, my blood's too bitchy. You can't? Are you negative? Yes. Okay, I can't help yeah. you. My blood's too bitchy. Sorry. So, 
Jennifer takes Chip to this abandoned pool. And there's a word... Like you should always go to. Yeah, how and the fuck... How long has this thing been neglected? I don't know. I it seems poison ivory to show up. Ivory? Poison ivy. <laughs> Look, he's from Queens. You get him whatever le- like Leans he wants. Like, that is just how it goes. Three it, hours, it... 33 seconds in, three beers. All right, no look, volcano we're, bag, we're, though. We're coming along here. All right. So the word hopeless is painted on the pool. Yes, I have that gross. written down again. Yes, yeah, hopeless keeps popping up over and over. Because she needs her victims to be hopeless. And so Chip, she spray painted it? No, no. I think this is... Look, she doesn't tag shit. Her? Are you kidding me? She ain't butch enough. No. She's not butch at all. So... No, she's like the softest of all softs. For real. Oh, my God. And she's trying to make out with Chip, and Chip just can't. He just can't. It's not working. He says it feels weird. And he says, you know what? I don't don't love you. I'm sorry. I'm not into you. So, all right. Does Chip redeem himself a little bit here? No, of course not. He's a man. He's terrible. Uh, when push came to shove, he didn't do it. He said a very nice thing, but that's very nice. Men say very nice things when they don't have any cost. Right. And he doesn't do any sort of self-sacrifice in this either. No, he hides behind a fucking woman while she fights off the other woman. To be fair, he... Okay, anyhow. Be- stabs a woman behind a woman. Okay, so he gets tossed into the gross pool with her. They fight for quite a while. Uh, all then Needy comes up, finds the corsage, hears Chip yelling. Needy makes it to the gross pool, and it's a little bit too late because well, Chip's you're forgetting. Already... I'm sorry, Andy. I know we're running a little long, but hey, okay. this is what we do. Uh, the little prayer that Needy says before she jumps into the pool. Well, no, no, no. I mean, this is when when Needy first gets to the pool. She sees that Chip is being fed upon. So maybe he's a little weak right now. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, she does this Lord's Prayer, Needy, which is... St. Jude, patron of... No, St. Jude, patron of hopeless causes. Okay? Yep. Hopeless causes. Please give me the power to crush this bitch. And there's no way I can do that line delivery justice. It is one of the best fucking line deliveries in the whole movie. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's a great fucking movie. I really. I te- I sent a Discord chat to uh, Eddie. I was like, "Have you seen the movie yet?" And he's like, oh, "I'm gonna watch it." I was like, I, I don't want to say anything because yep. I just assume that everybody's gonna think I hated this fucking movie because that's what I do. But I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I watched it seven times and I don't hate it. So, I watched it three times. I'll I'll get to how I feel about it later. So they fight and uh, Chip throws the pepper spray back over to 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 uh, Needy. Needy pepper sprays Jennifer, and then Jennifer vomits again. And is she vomiting because of the pepper spray or because Chip's blood is not good for her? Good question. I assumed it was the pepper spray because she, like, coughs and gags a little bit, and then she throws up. But is it that she's eaten from the forbidden fruit by going against her friend by... Doing the ultimate betrayal by no. eating her I, boyfriend? I think it's because she was not able to seduce Chip before she fell off. And he wasn't him. hopeless. Right. So I think that Damn, the Eddie. Food, shit. because again, remember what, what, what 
Needy researched is you can only kill her when she has not fed and she is weak, right? And she just threw up, so she, she did just, feed, but it was bad she food and she threw it up. Yep, yep, just like she had bad Chinese. Brody, what's your read on this? Um, honestly, similar. I mean, just because you go out for a night drinking doesn't mean that the meal wasn't good. Yeah, that's true. So then Jennifer vomits and then levitates. She doesn't fly. And it's very important that we point that out. And there's a good line. Oh, this is a great line. Go ahead, Brody. Go ahead. <laughs> to be fair, Nini says, like, Chips goes, like, oh, my God, she's flying. And he goes, she's just hovering. It's not that impressive. <laughs> and then Jennifer's like, you're always, you're always dragging me down. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why are you going to take me down? All right, well, whatever. But now the real fight begins, and it's when they're insulting each other. <laughs> Is... And this, by the way, is the most lesbian moment of oh the my entire God. fucking movie. I don't care what anyone says. Because this shit hurts so bad. Oh, you're insecure. Well, why? what do you mean I'm insecure? I'm hot. Well, I mean, you were hot like two years ago, but now you're no longer relevant. I'm relevant. No, what's relevant is how you have to take laxatives to lose weight. Oof. And that's oh, what absolutely. gets to the And again, well, here it is, is... Who Oof. can hurt you more than the person who knows you the best yes. and the one that you love? Nobody oh, can yeah. hurt you more than somebody like that, right? No, I have been absolutely on the side. And the fact that she says, you can have anybody you wanted, so why Chip? Yep. Is it just to tick me off? Is it because you're really that insecure? Yep. And she is fucking hurt. Yep. Nail on the head. Yeah. And now Jennifer's like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm going to try to eat Needy. And Needy says, well, I thought you only ate boys. Which she says, nope, I go both ways. This is in the trailer, right? This had to be in the trailer. No. It wasn't like it, it should have been, but I... No, thank God it I... wasn't because it's a big spoiler. But I'm thinking that's, got, that's like a big fucking selling point for this movie. That's like the line of the movie. Yeah. I mean, they did some gross shit with the marketing of this, and that's a huge problem. Um, yeah, no, it really is, because lesbianism and uh, bisexualism shouldn't be a huge fucking issue, but somehow it is. Well, they also fetishize it with women, bisexualism and lesbian. They make it weird, as opposed to just me being just in a woman and not everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a spectator sport. That sounds like the exactly. male gaze. That's what I read about today. Anyhow, Chip, I'm sure you Chip did. harpoons old Jennifer with a jagged pool skimmer. Which is the most phallic way to handle this problem I could absolutely imagine. Yeah, and it doesn't work at all. So, no, it doesn't. Because Chip dies anyway, and, and Jennifer just like pulls it out, and she's like, hey, do you have a tampon? Um, because I'm bleeding. And I thought you're really moody, so maybe you're plugging. Which I love, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. this, first of all, like, first of all, she is insecure. Mm -hmm. She has a right to be insecure, mm -hmm. because she clearly is preferring Chip over her. Yep. And, like, this is just a moment to drive it home. Yeah, just throw an extra. Like, yeah, fuck you. And you're on your period, right, bitch? Yeah, yeah. I love Probably it. Oh, you must be irrational. And, yeah. Absolutely. So then she leaves after that because she is weak, she's wounded, and she's probably got to go lick her wounds. Chip dies, and uh, Needy doesn't like that. Although he does say some stupid like ceremonious line oh. like I think you look really pretty in that dress you're pretty no you're delirious 
No, I'm not. Which is exactly what I fucking want to hear when someone dies is you're pretty. Not that you were consequential, not that you changed my life, but you're pretty. No, I would be like, hey, you, you, your fucking friend sucks. And I told you not to fucking hang out with her. Look at this shit. Fuck, fuck all of you. And then I would be like, I, my spirit will haunt you forever. And then that would be where, where it ends for me. And of course, the last thing that he would say was, you were right. I should have listened to you. What do you mean? What? What? Oh, okay. He told her how many times not to fuck around with Jennifer? Yeah, but she did tell him, stay home. Don't go to the fucking dance, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, one time. Cool. Look, she was serious and he did not take That's it. That's right. Like she, he was serious. She was if she's to willing to life. break up with your ass, you should listen yeah. to her. All right. Yeah, you're right. He was wrong the whole time. Jennifer was not a problem. So anyhow, look, ne- <laughs> Jennifer was a problem. She was deceptive. That doesn't mean he shouldn't have listened to it. No, they're they're both wrong. They're all wrong. Everybody's wrong. So Needy goes home. I guess she's gonna lay down in her cool dress and take a little nap or something. And uh, then she- I don't know if it's a nap or it's just like staring at the ceiling. Yeah, well, I mean, she tries to take a nap, maybe. And also, no cell phone ever works in a horror movie because. Because Needy's trying to call oh, for help, but of course, no fucking cell phone. And works. she beats it against the ground, like, "Come on!" Like it's a, the remote, and the batteries are a little low or something. She got a blow on it. Yeah, that's true. You should turn it off and turn it back on. But nah, Needy, she's she's laying there, and then she just she's like, "Nah, never mind. I got to suit up and go on the hunt." And this is where we kick into poor old Jennifer laying in bed. Making a little uh, shopping list out of the yearbook, circling guys, writing yum. You know? Just like a. a Does she only have to pick guys from a high school? Can't she pick, like, truck drivers and, like, get away with it much easier? It's not as fun. Yeah, and also to be fair here, she's not killing women. She's choosing not to kill women. She has the option. Yeah. I mean, she was going to kill her, her friend Needy, but, you know. But only when pressed to it. That's true. Only when Needy told her she uh, takes laxatives so she can lose weight. That's a very good That's point. That's all these shots fired. God yeah. damn. And then she's watching old Tony Little on the gazelle, and Needy pops in the window. And she's fucking decked out. She's got the boots on. She she uh, drove over in her uh, Subaru, and uh, she's got the hoodie on. She whips out the box cutter, which is a great weapon. Oh, and, yeah, a choice. And Jen- Jennifer, like, what? Like, uh, you know what this is, bitch? This is a box cutter. No, it's this for, is for it's cutting, cutting boxes. boxes. It's, hey, I was getting to it, fucker. And yeah, this is a box cutter. You know what it's for? Cutting boxes. Oh, what a good line. <laughs> and what's Jennifer say and back to her? She says the best line, like, God, you're so bad. Did you get that at Home Depot? God, you're so cool. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> so they have a nice little tussle, and they're levitating over the bed, and old Needy gets bit. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to still try to kill you, even though I got bit. And she rips off their best friend's forever necklace. Oh, and that hurt Jennifer, because Jennifer's, Stops the levitating, and she looks genuinely like shocked. Like, <gasps> okay, I have a question. Yeah, is that's what's keeping Jennifer bound here? 
no. their friendship, their love, and once that that necklace is ripped off and that's it, it's over. I think she kind of a... loses her power a little bit, and that's why she stops levitating and falls down. I think this is a representation of of their relationship, and and finally seeing that Needy no longer needs Jennifer to have their weird uh, uh, relationship, that their codependency. She's like, I'm not your fucking best friend. You're not my fucking best friend, and I'm fucking done with you for real. We fought before, we've tussled before, but it's over. I love that you're going with the idea that they're friends. It's cute. Well, they were friends, but they're more they than friends. friends, right? But we, they, it's, I mean, they were in a relationship. They, they did everything but fuck, right? Well, it depends what you consider fucking is. The quite frankly, okay. the thing is what women do cannot yeah, necessarily yeah. be considered fucking. Very true. Very true. I don't know if they would. It's like my wife posted in the Discord one time. One of her favorite things was uh, lesbians who had been living together for six months and didn't know that they were in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Your wife has distilled truth, and I deeply admire her. Because that is, I have been, it's why when I ask a woman out, I go, would you like to go out on a romantic date with me? Which is the exact sentence I ask them. Yeah. To be very certain they understand yeah, what I'm no, saying. Yeah, that's, no, that's a good move. And it's worked. Every I, I, at, at 19, I switched over to, would you like a romantic date with me? Yeah, that's that's well, a good it gets move. rid of that gray area. Yep. No, I'm not getting coffee with you. I'm not hanging out with We're you. We're not going not to Home friends. Depot, motherfucker. Yeah, I would say anybody who's interested in somebody romantically should approach it that way up front. It'll save a lot of confusion. They're scared of the word romantic. That's why. Yeah, true. So, speaking of romance, um... Finally, finally, Needy penetrates Jennifer, right? With a giant knife. Well, a box cutter. Okay, a box cutter. Have you ever used one of those? It's a very... I'm sure you say that all the time. It's a very flimsy thing. It's not something you can actually stab with. I'm sure you also say that all the time. Yeah, well, that too. (laughs) And this is the move. This is the move that's going to kill her ass and she stabs her right through her because she's weak most vulnerable spot her tit her tit her weapon her smart bomb also her heart also her heart yep for needy it's the heart for jennifer it's the tit just that's then right. that's right she says my tit and needy's the one who says no your heart yep yep because that's the yin and the yang of the two of them the eros and the thanatos the relationship so just then mom comes in and mom's like oh what the fuck are you doing to my daughter holy shit and needy collapses finally it's over finally you can get locked up in the old loony bin which is probably better than going to prison so now we're back. Oh, no, that's good. We're back to where it begins yeah. at, right? I'd rather go, I think I'd rather go to a mental hospital than I'd rather go to prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now we're back to the present where Needy can uh, kick good. She's in solitary. And we know she can levitate because she does. Uh, do you want to hear the quote for this? Because I actually love yes. this. I don't know who Needy Lesnick is, Lesnicki is anymore. I'm a different person now. A person who uses curse words and kicks orderlies and see things that aren't there. A very bad, very damaged person. But sometimes change can be good. You might just get lucky for once in your miserable life. That's the body horror of it. And she levitates up, 
kicks her way out the window, walks through the chain link fence, and goes a hitchhiking. And we see... She's not sorry. Of course not. Why would she? She's happy with who she is. Finally, she's actually okay with who she finally is. Finally, she is a so complete So she gets to break person. out, you mean? Exactly. She's finally a complete person because she's taken in part of Jennifer. Maybe the part of her that was missing. Anyhow, we'll get to that. Uh, and she finds water outside of the mental facility. And ball. Little orange ball. Of course, balls. And a knife. A big phallic-ass <laughs> knife. It's the knife that they used to sacrifice Jennifer. Yes, it didn't go it down is. the sinkhole. No, it did go down the sinkhole. This is the other end of the sinkhole with the balls. Holy fuck. Yep. She's through the rabbit hole, Tim. Damn. And okay. then Needy goes on hitchhiking. And who picks her up? Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Is it? That's Bishop? Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, that's Lance oh, Henriksen, Bishop from Alien, picks her up. Shit. Says, uh, what are you doing out here? You want to ride? Like, yeah, I'm going to the next town over. I'm following a band. Says, uh, oh, it must be a pretty good band if you're following them. It's like, yeah, they're cool. This is going to be their last performance. Nailed it. She's going to kill them, right? I think silence is the only appropriate response. Well, we get the credit sequence and we get some cool flashes where we see the band, they're performing, they're doing coke, they're having a good time. And then it cuts to crime scene photography where clearly Needy walked in and uh, unceremoniously killed all of them. After they did cocaine. Don't forget the cocaine. After they did well, cocaine. I think it's very similar, honestly, because the lead singer is the one who you see the picture of the last shot is he has a well, knife right in his chest. That's true. That's the poetic justice is he's got the knife in his fucking chest. Like, it's it's earned, right? Finally, somebody killed I wish we could see it a little bit more, but I get it. It's an artistic yeah, No, it's, you know what? It's okay. It's, we got enough of the images of the pictures of the dead bodies and the body bags and the blood all over the place. That's good enough. Okay. So... What what I came to from this, and and I'll give my shit, and then I'll let it, let you guys end it, but with uh, representation stuff because because I'm not as good at it. I think Jennifer is the trope of the sexy stalker that is a very kind of male gaze character, in in, in some of the way that she's represented in this, um, and I think that needy is kind of society's hopeful representation of the image of women that's very protecting and demure, that she doesn't cuss, any of that. And neither of them are able to get over um, low shoulder and and, uh, get rid of them properly until they kind of join together the yin and the yang and become a complete figure, right? I think that's for me the the what I what I took from it, and and I'll I'll leave it at that. Tim, anything you want to add? Uh, I just think it was really a great movie. Thank you, Brody, because I when you first suggested this movie, I was like, oh, I've seen that movie before. Of course, it's Megan Fox. Of course, I saw it. And within like the first ten minutes, like I've never seen this movie before, and I'm completely in on it. So it was a great fucking pick. It is really it's one of the best movies I think I've ever done a podcast on. 
And just because I have it written down, uh, you know who's sending her the gifts while she's in the mental hospital? Who? The band. The oh. lead singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gave her that shrug, that fuck you. He knows that she's in the mental hospital. He knows what's, he kind of knows what's going on with Jennifer, I guess. Because for all intents and purposes, they thought that they fucking killed her. So for this woman to be put in a mental hospital for killing the girl that they killed, I could see that that's the one who's sending her all the fucking gifts. Hmm. Okay. So Brody, I'll, uh, I'll let you end this up. I honestly have multiple friends and I who round out this episode. Um... I by far have a friend who probably rounds out Megan Fox the best. And she watches what people do by their own volition. And I tend to be an active participant, but I often love to see what happens when she lets people do what they want to do of their own accord. And you learn a lot more by about what people do when they're not being watched. Oh, when they think they're not being watched, yeah. Exactly. And in a weird way, that's what jennifer and needy do is that when you watch people when they're not being expected to do anything they do everything and they tell you exactly who they are and i find that really telling like it was just a great movie i really i can't believe how much i enjoyed it and it's a movie that just it works on so many different levels. It's just you can just watch it, and it's a good movie. That's a good horror movie. It it kind of almost reminds me. It's a bit like kind of like Heather's, with that dark humor yeah. and that whole girl power thing going on. Well, not girl power. Not it's not Spice Girls, but the whole dynamics between girls in high schools and what how fucked up women can be just as fucked up as men. Yeah, it's almost like they're awesome fully represented characters. Um, Brody, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything you want to promote? I would like to promote blood donation or organ donation because there are lives that will be drastically changed by your own choice to change them. Okay. And Tim, anything you want to plug? Mm, well, after that, I'm kind of kind of sounds stupid saying we're going to be on the grind bin or on mustachio <laughs> podcastio but that's what i'll be yep yep you know where to find us and thank you everybody for listening to this very long episode and as always this is how i end it
watching our seeds grow And how you cried when you saw the first leaf show The love was born from your eyes So can you see The branches hanging over me Still.